0: Township trustee meeting for June the 4th 2020 uh, as you can see tonight we are practicing uh, suggestions put forward by the COVID-19 principles of social distancing I know when you walked in tonight your temperature was taken by mr. Cullens uh, we've been sanitizing the room we had some meetings earlier this evening we sanitized the place there's plenty of uh, uh, liquid if you need to Web your hands take care of your hands and we have masks if you need masks uh, it's going to be back in this room this was it's been a bit of wait uh, and of course you can see this now We're, we zoomed the meetings before you can see it now on uh, <coughs> social media and on our website our uh, invocation this evening uh, will be read by our administrator mr. mr.ray If you would stand for that please if you're a
1: let's pray Heavenly Father we're gathered here this evening for one of our local government meetings all over the fabulous planet that you made for us your children have gathered to form governments we've been blessed by you in our country to have the longest surviving government in history the Republic we call the United States of America was founded on principles that come from you we are grateful to be blessed that you granted the wisdom to our forefathers to establish this government based around basic human rights. And those rights as given by you and can only be taken by you. We pray that our elected officials and public servants remember the founding principles of our country. (laughs) As always, we ask you to hold our first responders in your loving hands. Every day they see things that should be unseen, they hear things that should be unheard, and they need your strength to continue to unselfishly serve us. That strength can only come from you. Also Heavenly Father, would you please embrace our elected officials as they make the hard decisions in the public forum of ever-competing ideas. We ask all of this in our Savior's name, as we proclaim, amen. Amen.
0: Please remain standing for our pledge of allegiance. I pledge pledge allegiance to the flag
2: of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands,
3: one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and
0: justice for all. (coughs) I would ask uh, our fiscal officer, Mr. Porter, to please call the roll. Uh,
2: Mr. LaBarbera?
0: Here. Mr. James? Here. Mr.
2: Weedman? Present.
0: And uh, Mr. Porter, you also have the honor to tell us about the bills and the receipts <coughs> that you have.
2: Yes, we had um, receipts of $884,135.25. Disbursements of four hundred fifty thousand seven hundred fifty-eight dollars and fifty cents. A complete list of all receipts and disbursements is available in your packet and in the office for your review.
0: Motion to approve. Second. Mr. Porter.
4: Mr. LeBarber. Aye. Mr.
2: James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye.
0: And now we have a presentation of uh, Eagle Scout candidate. Harrison Painter.
5: Hello, I'm Harrison Painter. I am looking to be an Eagle Scout, and I am proposing to build a few bat boxes. Next slide,
6: please.
5: Uh, The the bat boxes are beneficial to the community because they they prevent mosquitoes and other things like that. Uh, They keep bats out of people's attics and they produce guano which is their excrement which is a fantastic fertilizer for crops. I will be using bat box kits that are supplied by a couple websites that that are approved by the BCI and this one is a single chamber but we will be using dual chamber bat houses they will be painted dark colors so they won't they won't stand out and they will absorb sunlight (coughs) I most of them will probably be mounted on poles so I can position them wherever I wish but some of them can also be mounted on trees or sides of buildings if they are in the correct position I like to cross them together that way (coughs) the bats can move from one house to another easily. The first place that I would like to put them is, is Beckel Park, the northern area because there's a body of water, and open area facing the south so they can absorb, the houses can absorb sunlight to keep them warm in the winter. And they not <clears throat> too close to people so there will be low traffic. The second area is right outside because uh, there's also a body of water. Is slightly less secluded, but there is a bat house that I saw earlier that is already here. Hmm. So putting them together makes it more likely that they will be inhabited. I, if, you, if there are any other places that I didn't find that will be suitable, that would be nice to have your input on that. Other than that, I just need permission to install them and I do not need any money. <laughs>
0: That's always really good to hear.
5: <laughs> Thank you,
0: <clears throat> Mr. Ward. You want to weigh in on this? Well, I think it's
1: fantastic. We have to have a motion or something to Deepak. Do we need a motion? Any questions for
7: Harrison? Um, I just have a couple <coughs> questions. Hi, uh, my name is Deepak. I'm the law director for Sycamore Township, this is not my usual look, but you will you will pardon me given the circumstances um so as far as um maintenance on the uh bad houses who will continue to maintain them through the years
5: they don't need any maintenance they will unless they fall off then they don't need to be maintained at all
7: in that event would you or somebody from the boy scouts come back and replace (coughs) them or what's the plan with that
5: if it falls off they're not going to be using it so it doesn't really need to be replaced because even if I put the same, another house back up, they probably wouldn't go back there.
7: And how many are you planning on putting up? About 10. 10?
5: A few in each area, if possible.
7: OK. And how will you access? It looks like they have to go up pretty high. How will you, how will you accomplish that?
5: Ladders. OK.
1: <clears throat> Thank you. Sorry. Sure. Uh, my name's Rob Painter. I'm the Scoutmaster and Harrison's father. I'm gonna whisper in his ear that the answer.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, they <laughs> they will be attached to the pole before the pole is put up.
7: So you're actually gonna uh, utilize new poles and put them up. Yes. Okay. So um, obviously the township would want to have some input on where those poles are located especially if they would go into a park Um, obviously we're always concerned about liability mr painter um you know if um the trustees are agreeable to doing it um, and i have all kinds of bats in my backyard and i love it because you're right it really reduces the mosquitoes Um, we would want you know obviously a a release signed so that if anything were to to happen, uh, the township would not be held liable. Um, I'm a lawyer, these are the type of things I think about, so, you know, understand. Yeah, so. Uh, you probably thought he was
4: Batman since he's wearing a mask, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: <laughs> if it was black, it would be better, right? There you go. Um, you know, we, we'd also probably put in that document an indemnification that if there was any damage to property or, or individuals, <coughs> uh, you know, we'd want that to uh, be covered, so um, you know there would be a document that we'd have to put together if the if the uh, board of trustees are so inclined to move forward with it. Um, the one thing I might suggest to the board um, again, I mean, it sounds like a great idea, um, is to maybe get some more specifics on it. You know, what exactly are the polls going to look like? How high are the polls going to be? where exactly are they going to be placed, either under option A or option B. Um, you know, those are the type of details that I think would be helpful to the board.
8: I think this was just an introductory proposal. I, I, I think, you know, they're willing to, to work with township staff to, to, to iron out the specifics. Okay. Uh, we'd be happy
1: to look at any document I put forward. I, something else we'd like to ask for is maybe one point of contact, to, uh, maybe somebody from the township, whether it's Skyler or, or Mr. Kellums, that could be our one source of contact that we could work out the details yeah. with. We, we didn't do it that. Okay. Mm-hmm.
7: Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, if this is a preliminary, um, you know, proposal um sounds like uh you know there's some interest in doing it and working with the uh, with your son <coughs> and the boy scouts to do that i would maybe suggest that the board allow the detailed uh plans to be put forth and then you'll know exactly what you're uh motioning uh to approve or or not at that okay. point um ray do you have a preference on point of contact
8: I'm, I'd be happy to. Yeah, I mean, it's going in. It's going in township parks. Yeah. So I, know yeah, so I'm my, happy to my make staff. introductions. And so. as a
3: Eagle Scout from Troop 18, I'd be happy to.
6: There we go.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. You were an Eagle Scout? Great. Yes, sir. You were. <laughs> from the same troop he's from.
9: Very good. That's terrific. You are. It's really good.
6: I
5: am <laughs> an Eagle Scout.
3: <laughs> 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 and
4: where does your troop meet?
5: Uh, we meet at Saint Xavier, Deer Park area. Yeah. Very good.
0: So, what's, what's your timeline on this? Have you is it July? Is it July
5: or as soon as possible? Probably probably late June. Okay.
7: So we have um, <coughs> on the sixteenth, if I'm not mistaken, we have a workshop meeting. Is that right? So if you could, um, you know, get something to us um, next week, that would allow us to you know call through it and then be prepared on the sixteenth to move <coughs> forward with a motion.
9: Mr. Desai, you will also prepare uh, a document for indemnification I will. on liability. Thank
7: you. Tracy, do you have any
4: concerns about this? I assume not. It sounds That's like a good, good idea. Okay. And there's no zoning concern, I assume, right? No, not at all. Very good. Do we, let me just ask my fellow trustees, do we need to be the ones to approve the final design, or should we consider delegating that to Mr. Kellums? Uh, as part of his responsibilities with the park to be consistent I mean, with those uh,
0: I, I would delegate to Mr. Collins. I would too. Eagle Scout yep. yes
4: if that's the case we could that's I think approve it now if, if we wanted to do so unless uh, either of you two gentlemen <coughs> caution otherwise
7: you know I'm always going to caution otherwise <laughs> right? um, I'd like to I'd like to see the full plan and the specifics mm-hmm. I mentioned um, and it sounds like that would still work with your timing if we could get this before the board on June 16th so I'd recommend uh waiting till then does that work okay mm-hmm.
0: okay that works very impressive Very nice. job thank you very nice right. yeah thank, thank you. you thank you <coughs>
8: <coughs> thank you gentlemen thank
0: you okay next item uh public comments and uh mr yeah. warwick our administrator has the floor
1: good job Harrison handling our attorney are you going to go to law school by any chance okay good curious we, we asked for reservations for public comments <coughs> and so uh, when I call you up you have to stand on this X and please just don't pay any attention to the boom address the board not the microphone but do stay on the X because uh, we want to make sure we get you in the camera shot. We're having a little trouble with our live stream this evening, so we want to make sure we get you on the record. Uh, the first person tonight is Mr. Standish Fortin, and I would ask the board if uh, you would please suspend the four minute rule for him. He had originally asked to be on the agenda. There was some confusion about which meeting it was going to be, so he may need a little more than four minutes, and if uh, um, I've just asked if maybe you'd give him a little more time if he needs it.
0: Absolutely.
7: Yep. Fine with me. Yep. Good. You want to just do a quick motion for a voice vote? Motion to uh, to suspend the uh, four minute rule? I'm, I'll make a motion to suspend the four minute rule. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? <coughs> Thank, Thank, you. Thank you,
4: gentlemen. Do you need a podium or something to put your laptop on? It, it's no. Oh, Ray is saying no, no, no. It's the okay. <laughs>
10: He's my podium. Sorry.
6: <laughs>
4: do- Dr. Acton said no. Sorry. Yeah.
10: Uh, Standish Fortin, 12137 Macaulay Road in the northern section of Sycamore Township. Appreciate the time. Uh, It's good to see everybody out and about. Uh, We're finally getting back to our lives, uh, which is sorely needed for uh, many people. Um, (coughs) I'm here today because I want to make sure that our nation's birthday and our independence is remembered. And I've done uh, an inordinate amount of work as I sometimes do for my community, uh, to hopefully have a fireworks presentation on July 4th. So I do have a PowerPoint that I want to go over first. Um, this is, if you could go back real quick.
6: Yeah.
10: Um little uh understanding on the construct of this, I created a nonprofit called Red, White, and Boom Sycamore. <laughs> if only I could spell evidently. Apologize that was a little rushed. Um It's a nonprofit. it's not a 501c3. We do not anticipate keeping any funds in it. It's simply a conduit to put forth and organize this event. I have several people that have already volunteered to be on the board, uh, including an accountant who will handle all the financial uh, matters. Um, My background in community involvement is I've put on well over 10 events. Uh, Some of those events have had annual budgets over $30,000. Some of those events have had attendees over 10,000 people. The anticipation of this event is smaller than that. I know there has been some concern regarding the <coughs> timeframe of this. I want to, you know, at least try and dispel some of those concerns with my background of organizing events uh, that this is a small event, at least this year. Uh, it could definitely turn into something larger down the road, uh, but we'll see. Thank you, uh, Skylar. Uh, So, if you didn't know, July 4th is uh, when the Declaration of Independence was officially proclaimed and that's why we have our celebration on July 4th. I have gone around in my time uh, to different companies in our community, mostly up north uh, on the Sycamore Township area, and we do have quite a few businesses up there uh, that are interested in being community partners. Uh, I imagine that this list could grow to 30 companies very easily. Uh, I put the brakes on in attempting to secure additional partners when I understood that there were some concerns about the event. Uh, I'll go over some additional things which is uh, good news uh, as to why I have little concerns for that going forward but ultimately that's your decisions. These are just some of the community partners um, that have vocalized support Uh, And I do have some written letters uh, that I've forwarded to Mr. Work already. Thank you, Skyler. Uh, The basic concept is to have food trucks, a beer garden, Sons of American Revolution demonstrations, and the world famous Rousey's fireworks. Uh, Fireworks would be at 10 and the mm, initial grouping, I guess, or opening uh, for social uh, gathering would be at 6 p.m. Uh, I do want to notate that in my research and thank you gloria for bringing uh, some of these matters to all of our attention uh, that our cemetery is in need of some attention in my research i discovered in the ohio revised code thank you mr james for teaching me the ins and outs of that uh, that the township can establish a cemetery endowment fund i do not believe that our township has a cemetery cemetery endowment fund my proposal is that the proceeds from the beer garden would be split basically three ways if needed. If uh, we have enough sponsors, we would, red, white, and boom, Sycamore would not need to cover uh, any expenses and then it would just be two ways between the Sons of American Revolution and to create or fund a cemetery endowment fund. Uh, There are many things uh, that need to be addressed at the cemetery uh, and that seems a perfect way to fund (coughs) it. Uh, For those of you who haven't been over to our cemetery, uh, we do have I believe five revolutionary soldiers buried in our cemetery. Uh, Currently there's only one uh, gravestone, there's four others uh, that will be moved over uh, soon is what I've been told. Um, So the township does have revolutionary history. Uh, You can skip that one, we've already gone over that. One of the concerns uh, I heard from some of uh, the discussion on Tuesday's workshop was concerned for the damage to the f- potential damage to the fields. Uh, we'll have uh, Joe Rozzi speak to the firework component, uh, but as you can see, and this is Bechtold Park, where there's been events where 10,000 people have been at uh, the field uh, is not <coughs> damaged. Looks beautiful. Even has lovely stripes. So the, I have I have no concerns about. Um, the wear and tear because this is, there'll be just a couple hours of people being on it. And for those that are not familiar with the proposal, the proposal is that at McDaniels Park, we would have fireworks. Um, and if my lighter will work, this parking lot here is where we would have the food trucks lined up. We would have a beer garden here. The rest of this lot would be reserved for handicap parking only. Uh, the lot over here would be for Rosie's fireworks and volunteers. <coughs> and then I have already gotten verbal confirmation. I have written confirmation for parking lot one. And this is actually bigger than what's displayed here. I have verbal confirmation on parking lot three. I am waiting on lot four. Lot four is open uh, automatically until 10 anyways. They just have to keep it open a little longer. And I am waiting on confirmation of parking lot two, which is, I think, Kemper Point is the name of that property. Is
9: that what you said? Kemper Point?
10: I think it's called yeah, Kemper I think Point. Yeah, uh, And the township actually owns a parking lot in the front of that. Um, so I believe there is sufficient parking. Uh, in addition, I have spoken with the sheriff's department and clarified if we wish to, we could post all along these streets here uh no parking for a certain period of time uh to ensure that the local residents are not inundated with any vehicles uh that is not the sheriff's department's decision it is and tracy you could probably speak to this better than i um the township can do it and the township can put the signs up that's correct That's correct. okay good <coughs> um the other concerns is um with this uh, transportation if you go to the next slide Um, my plan and i have spoken with the Hampton county department of or engineers office um, shutting down school road going eastbound and that would allow for people to park at lots three and four as we're calling it and walk safely down to mcdaniels park as you all know I have been trying to get sidewalks in this particular area uh, for about a year now Uh, that's in process but obviously they won't be in place maybe in the future we wouldn't even have to shut down school road Uh, but i've tried to think through and consult with uh, safety officials for lack of better description on uh, a methodology so that people can actually get to the park safely if they are driving to it and parking skyler uh, if you were not aware, uh, June 2nd, uh, probably about the time you guys were in your workshop, maybe in the afternoon, uh, there was a Responsible Restart Ohio publication put out, uh, which actually took effect on June 2nd. So this is already in effect, and it is for fair boards. I did talk to the Hamilton County head of uh, health, their health department, Jeremy Hessel, I believe his name is. Um, he said he was not even familiar with this. To give you an idea of how, overwhelmed they are Um, he suggested that he would review it that we continue i continue to move forward in this process um, but i wanted to notate that in this guidance uh, it says in the event fair boards decide that they can safely host attraction concessions and exhibitors they must comply with the applicable uh, sector guidelines including the following and the reason i reference this is for food concessions concessions uh, which it's pretty basic six feet distancing that everybody's heard over and over and then today the governor announced orders to reopen certain facilities uh, I won't go through the entire uh, part but effective June 10th playgrounds and public <laughs> recreation centers uh, will be open um, the intention is to simply post signs at all of the access points to the park to maintain social distancing uh, uh, to maintain compliance for lack of better description Uh, with the recommendations Skyler and for those of you that did not know why fireworks happen you should Uh, according to John Adams in a letter to his wife he said I'm apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival it ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade bonfires fires and illuminations from one end of the continent to the other this time forward, forevermore, and that's why we have Fourth of July fireworks.
9: I think he also died on that day, didn't
10: he? And George yeah. Washington, yeah, both of them. yeah, Skyler <coughs> <Schuyler>? Jefferson, Jefferson. <coughs> Jefferson, actually, was it Jefferson? Jefferson that's, yeah. Right. Yeah. that's right, it was Jefferson, Jefferson and Adam. Sorry, yeah, yeah. you're right. And okay. that's it, that's it. Um, let's see, I just want to make sure I addressed. <coughs> I think I've covered everything. I do have uh, some of the partners here, key partners for the event, if I could allow them to speak as well. So Joe Mm Rossi. Joe Rossi,
11: 5518 Chancellor Lane, Hamilton Township. Um, Standish asked me to come to address any concerns directly related to the fireworks and how that process moves and uh, What we're also hearing from other communities as to how they're moving forward with their fireworks displays. Um, Just about all of our clients in Warren County are moving forward with fireworks, Lebanon, Mason, uh, Kings Island, whether they're open or not. Um, The communities feel it's important to at least have some sort of celebration. Some of the communities are encouraging people to stay home or in parking lots. Uh, Some of these communities can accommodate that. but uh, that's that's more or less what we're seeing so my question is to you do you have any questions for me as it relates to the fireworks display
9: can you just bring that map up Sorry. so the fireworks are going to be shot from inside this blue circle
11: pretty much the center of that circle what that indicates is a radius of of a minimum safe distance which is determined (coughs) by the diameter of product that we shoot
9: so outside that circle inside that circle no one's allowed to go correct? correct so outside that circle looks like it would be a pretty heavy concentration of people if this is successful correct there there could be yeah How do, you, how do you cordon off cordon off that uh, circuit?
11: Uh, that can be cordoned off with caution tape. It could be snow fencing. <coughs> uh, really, whatever fire department requires us to do. Okay. I don't
9: have any other questions.
4: You, you said other communities <coughs> are finding ways to do this, Kings Island uh, being one, perhaps. Yep. Kings Island has a giant parking lot, though, and the other communities do, too. I know Sims and Loveland together announced today that they were planning to do fireworks shut off for viewing from parking lots at churches and parks in the area and people's homes. But um, right. and I, I assume you're involved with that, too. Yes. Uh, are there any communities who have been able to approve doing this with gatherings where people will be out of their cars gathered in parks watching it?
11: What we've heard from, for instance, Lebanon, is they're encouraging people to gather in parking lots around the area, around Pioneer, or not Pioneer, Colonial Park, isn't it? Colonial Park. The park <laughs> itself isn't, isn't open, so they're allowing people, though, to gather in other areas. I don't believe they're controlling how they gather or controlling what they do. They're just not providing any kind of mechanism for it.
4: Are they encouraging them to? come to an area though
11: walk to it and then have I believe so yeah and, and have food
4: trucks and concessions yeah we're, we're
11: doing a demo to, uh Wednesday night or I'm sorry Monday night in Wyoming they're looking at certain areas they're going to be placing people around the community and mm-hmm. certain streets and certain at the high school uh, and other areas to see where can we see this from so we can push people to those areas mm-hmm. i don't know if they're pushing out any concessions or anything like that i do know that we have pushed the program out to subdivisions most newer subdivisions have green space Uh, there's been about five to seven of them that are on board with a a small show in their common area they're bringing in food trucks they're looking at the grassy areas where they have that they can accommodate people from the neighborhood I'm hearing crowds of maybe 300 or 400 so that's how they're handling theirs
0: How's your the insurance situation? How how are you insured? Are you insured for this?
11: Absolutely. Our standard liability is $10 million, of which there is a $9 million aggregate. And I can provide a copy of that uh, for review if you need.
9: <clears throat> I, I'm less concerned with your ability to support the uh, the uh, insurance part of it, and I'm more concerned about the the ability to put people in this park outside of that blue circle uh, and still follow the required social distancing and uh, w- however we have uh, are we what are we limited to now 300
4: 300 for a that's wedding, only for a wedding. But that's only for a, a wedding otherwise that's the wedding. 10 person gathering limit is still in effect unless that changed today <clears throat> and,
9: and has that I don't know if it has or not in I'm
11: day. not sure I'm not sure if there's some new announcements coming out tomorrow they were expecting mm-hmm. attractions and amusement parks to be released today mm-hmm.
0: I think the big fear is the unknown factor. We don't know people have been so much uh, you know, isolated, and now all of a sudden we have a chance to go out, and all our neighbors around here have canceled their events. So this is going to be a really big happening. And I, I just wonder if we can control the crowd. Mm-hmm.
4: And, and that's my fear, too. We, we may well be <laughs> the only game in town or nearly the un- only game in town. I'm happy to hear other uh, areas are finding ways to do it when they have the parking lots to accommodate it. I, I know Madeira in the last week canceled their Independence Day celebration because of that same worry. They thought they'd be the only big event in the area and they would be logistically overwhelmed. Yeah,
11: Indian Hills meeting tonight I believe to discuss what they're going to do moving forward. Are they? Um,
4: and, and, and I can, I mean I will say it. I would love to see something like this happen. Mm -hmm. This is a privately sponsored event, not a township event, but I see a lot of hurdles and a lot of headaches that it creates (laughs) for the township and the residents around where it may happen Mm -hmm. who are going to bear the brunt of some of this too, especially if there's a crushing crowd that shows up because everyone in in Cincinnati, Norwood, over Fairfield, whatever says, where are the fireworks to go to? Oh, they're in Sycamore. And they all show up and you have an overwhelming crowd, you have (laughs) health orders still in place, and people violating it, and we have the complicating factor now of uh, people are very concerned about the George Floyd death. They've been taking any opportunity they can to demonstrate, mostly peacefully, but bad people have come out in some of that too. We're looking at a month out from now. That may have all subsided by then, but that's another concern now that I hadn't even worried about when I first heard about this, but that's something else to think about too, and we don't know where things are going with the state. Um, again this is not a township sponsored event anyway but it's something we're being asked to make our 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 park and other areas available to and to help facilitate I, I think the no parking signs would be something we'd certainly want to ask for in the neighborhoods if, if this event were to go forward um, but I, I know mr. Fortin's put a lot of effort into this too and is working hard to try to make it happen and has some very detailed plans about it and, and he's, he's worked very hard on that and done a good job with that I think I know he's got a, a contract with your organization. He's going to have to sign uh, coming up very so
11: Yeah, if it comes to that. Well, it, it, and maybe Mr. Fortin can speak to some of the issues surrounding the event gathering sure. and, and all of those yeah. things. Uh, uh, well, I I was just my purpose here was to uh, to give you any information as related to the mm-hmm. fireworks specifically. Sure. What happens inside that blue circle, <laughs> and offer what I'm hearing from other communities
4: well a few other yeah. questions about that one sure. where I was going though and that is if Mr. Fortin signs a contract with you and then the county health department says you can't do this a few days before the event is planned I, I assume he's he's out the money right the contract. No, there's,
11: there's a deposit we're not we don't look for a lot of it you know we've got to put some footwork foot into it yeah. so I'm not going to make Mr. Fortin pay the entire amount we, will not, mm-hmm. we don't operate like that okay but what there is the, a small consideration
4: it, well, and one more second. My other question, looking at the map here, I, I know some communities have found other ways to do this, like Sims and Loveland. I think are having you aim higher. Is that right? Uh, H- Hamil- City really. of Hamilton. It's is it, what they're <laughs> doing
11: is spreading it out to two different locations. Uh, okay. So, so we have this park in Sims, and then we have one site potentially at the high school, mm-hmm. or it may end up back down at, at the same park we usually shoot in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's spreading it out. You can't really shoot them higher okay uh, the, there's larger product that goes higher but you really can't you're, you're bound by the requirements of, of or the distances that you have at the site so that's that circle is distances to inhabited <coughs> structures and spectators okay so that's my minimum safe distance and that can be expanded if need be for than mm-hmm. some communities do mm-hmm. but uh, that's that's what the determining factor is.
4: from that site would the fireworks be visible from any of those parking lots if people remain I believe
11: so yeah we were out at the site about a month ago and you know looking at the area knowing the area i, I grew up just up the road here in heitmeyer mm-hmm. uh so i i know the area certainly has changed a lot since i left but uh i it's looking at those parking lots they can be even seen from those parking lots uh, so there's not necessarily <coughs> in the neighborhoods i mean naturally mature trees might obscure view but you know there's neighborhoods surrounding it that you can view it from so mm-hmm. you could if mm-hmm. you want to do this in that manner encourage <coughs> people to stay in those areas just mm-hmm park watch the show
0: Mm -hmm. initially was a concern about the fields being uh disturbed but you have a we were told you have a platform you put everything on well everything uh, is no damage yeah everything is an above ground mortar racks and
11: it's commonplace to shoot in ball fields and and fields such as this uh so you know is if a vehicle can't go out there we can move the product out by hand we've done that before Uh, we'll leave the property in the condition it was found
9: um yeah. I I uh I raised an issue at the uh workshop on Tuesday as it relates to um immunity for the township for COVID-19 events and I uh, you have uh you have put something together you want to speak to that.
7: Um yeah, so you know what <coughs> Mr. Weedman is uh, referring to is we were concerned if um, uh individuals were to um contract uh COVID-19 at an event like this would they try to hold the township liable um, there is as you may know there's a bill i think it's house bill 606 that's out there right now hasn't passed the senate yet uh that um is trying to uh kind of stymie any liability tort liability as we call it mm-hmm. for um uh related injuries if you will um but right now outside of the normal governmental immunity we have uh that bill is still pending um will it be passed by july 4th we don't know uh but that that's one of the concerns that we had discussed uh at the workshop meeting um and and unfortunately there's really just there's nothing that's been passed yet that we can point to to say okay this this helps us have some comfort that there would not be additional liability
6: mm-hmm.
11: right yeah and i have not had that discussion with other cities and municipalities because that's not our part of the component maybe standish could have uh some comments on it it's <laughs> i'm responsible for what's inside the blue circle <laughs> and i and i get it I, I get it everybody's you know everyone's concerned i get it and, and our industry survives on public gatherings and you know, our company alone is looking at a 70% reduction in its business. I should be at the ballpark. I should be at Kings Island mm-hmm. and six other amusement parks. We should, we have, <laughs> all of our overseas shows have, have canceled for the entire season. Uh, other friends of ours in the industry have experienced a complete 100% loss, and they may never come back. We're we're fighting to survive now till next season, and hope we'll still do that. And, uh, you know, if there's a way to make it happen, we'll try it. If there's concerns, naturally i'm in your position I'm, I'm a trustee in hamilton township so i understand your concerns um, all i was here to do is to just you know answer any questions as it relates to the fireworks and tell you what we're hearing from other communities that really want to move forward with it if
6: i could
9: speak Thank you. please um
10: there have been studies documented uh, specifically for asymptomatic individuals where they did trace them and the contact that came into 455 people Zero actually came down with COVID. Uh, I understand the liability concern. Uh, today, you, the township runs that risk every single day. Uh, people have been exposed to this since as early as January. That's documented. Uh, the shutdown did not occur until March. So I think that uh, the legal argument would falter. Uh, but I do want to allow March 1st to present. Uh, the lockdown, and it has been a lockdown, has hurt a lot of people. Uh, March 1st is one business uh, that Sycamore Township can be proud of for many different reasons. Um, And they have uh, said that they would partner with this event and we want to support them. Uh, So I want to let
12: Chris speak on behalf of them. Hi, my name is Christopher Paquette. I'm the general manager of March 1st Brewing and Distilling. Uh, Brewery address, my personal? Uh, we're 7885 East Kemper Road in Sycamore Township, and I am 5340 Leatherwood in Westchester Township. Um, so uh, Standish and I, we've worked together on a few events um, in the past, mostly small ones in the brewery. Um, but um, I will say that, that having been open now for the three weeks that we've been open, um, we have noticed that the precautions that we have put in place, move the tables around, we've got masks, we've got sanitizer everywhere. We've got a large space, if any of you guys have been in, you know that our space is enormous. Um, we're, we're making use of the, the patios, the back, the old tap room, you, you guys have all seen it. Um, the, the public and the guests have been very, 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 very good about policing themselves. I haven't had to say a word to a group over 10, I haven't had to say anything about people Crowding together, we haven't had people lingering at the bar. I'm really, I'm really proud of of our clientele. I've I've always been. I think that we've got the best, the best clientele of of any brewery in in the city. Um, But we haven't had too many issues with people gathering. I can't say speak to festivals because none of us have been to a festival since um, prior to that. But we were shut down, uh, completely shut down for eight weeks. Everybody, uh, myself included, the owners, nobody was um drawing salary nobody was getting paid everybody was uh we were furloughed um and it it hurt and it lasted a long time we were all concerned about whether or not we were going to come back and what we were going to be able to come back to and if we were going to be able to bring everyone back and we're still not all the way back um but I, i i'm here to answer any questions regarding um how we're operating any questions that you might have about the way the beer garden might operate um, any questions regarding pricing and things like that too, budgets for beer and, and how those types of things operate too.
4: Well, what sort of beer garden plan do you have for this? That that would be a gathering space outside too, yes. but like a restaurant space and would require restrooms I assume too, which is something I, I guess Sandish is planning for with yes. portalettes or other things. But what is the plan that you have in mind?
12: So the. Depending on the dimensions that we're, are available to us, when we, when we file for we have to file for what's called, um, and Standish would have to file for what's called a, a festival permit, an F permit, um, to pour beer in an area that doesn't have a liquor license. Um, so we would dictate then the size of that area and, and space the tables out appropriately. Um, March 1st can provide all of the tables and things like that that would be in the beer garden. It would have to be um, a controlled um, attendance it's a controlled area It would have to be snow fenced off because state liquor agency or state liquor control will tell you that it has to be it has to have defined borders um same thing with us we can't have just an open patio it has to have the ropes or whatever um to define those areas so it would definitely have to be something that needed to have uh, a a dictated um uh, capacity Um, and that would have to be managed depending on how big it is but we could march first like i said can bring in all the tables um, our distributor can provide the beer dispensing equipment and um obviously they d- they would bring the beer um and then volunteers would be um dispensing the beer um so you could make that a twenty one and over area you could make it uh, uh family friendly if if you saw a fit um if the if the al- space allowed it but beer would not be able to go out of that area um but that's really really the plan is to set it up like a giant patio and it's something that you could sell tickets to also if, if, if in the future because we're limited space you could sell tickets to that too to raise money um, for the uh, <clears throat> whatever um, foundations you're working with the cemetery endowment fund is an awesome I love old mm-hmm. cemeteries just to put that out there mm-hmm. there's one in my neighborhood that's incredible
4: what sort of participation do you need by the public for this to be economically viable for March first to commit to all this and to have the staffing you need to police the area too to make sure you don't get over the capacity well concerned. march
12: first March first is uh, a a willing sponsor and we're willing to 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 do this one this year and if it gets bigger next year we'll own it we'll put our name on the front we're willing to go all the way in for for an event in Sycamore Township because it's an underserved community especially with Blue Ash and their big thing right next door and Sims does a big one every year um, so we're, we're willing to be the patriarch of this event going forward um, this just came across my desk about a week and a half ago I think um, and we um, instantly were like that's this is our backyard like this is, of course we want to do this Um, So, from us, from uh, a staffing standpoint, you'd need someone to work the gate of the beer garden itself to police that area, to to make sure that that doesn't go over capacity with just a clicker. And then the volunteers to pour the beer and clean up. And then my staff will handle setup and tear down. Other
4: questions by
0: anybody? thank you
4: love your beer by the way
9: thank you I appreciate <laughs> it. you forgot to mention a great clientele but the beer is better <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
10: <clears throat> so I just wanted to close in saying that Sickmore Township has the opportunity to either be a beacon of light for freedom and liberty or it can be the darkness and tell people to stay home do you have any additional questions
4: that's very dramatic.
10: This is very <laughs> dramatic, unfortunately. <laughs> it,
4: it is, and we're faced with state health orders out there that interfere with all of this, which is potentially the problem. But what what do you need from the township as to this i I envision among other things to to get the liquor permit necessary to sell beer you have to have the consent of the property owner so if that's happening on township property you certainly need the trustees i think to approve that not the administration you've already arranged for a park rental from what i understand we have some standards for that but we have liability concerns too so what approvals do you need from the
10: township beyond what i've just mentioned well and the parking no parking stuff i guess yeah the no parking would be uh for the benefit of the residents Uh, but for the actual event simply a green light uh march 1st is one of the companies that really wants this event i've spoken to the two direct bordering companies who want to support the event and have signed one has signed letter of intent the other one's waiting on the owner to sign that they are very excited their employees live in the high point area And this is a way for us to give back to that community everybody knows that you know things such as uh, the high point area does not have a lot for their youth uh, to enjoy Um, so it's just for the community it's the right thing to do every community should have a fourth of july event Uh, in my opinion that's probably one of the reasons why we're not ranked as a top 50 community maybe if we did this we might get on that ranking
9: I didn't see where you were pointing the uh, the pointer when you were talking about the uh, streets and the no parking are you talking about first to seventh
10: yeah uh, first uh, those streets but just the lower half or the southern half
9: southern part of it okay right
10: yeah <clears throat> but i really don't think much is needed deepak i remember you speaking on the or at the workshop about uh that this is not a typical use uh that the trustees should uh signed for that but it is a public space it's paid for by the people if we the people want to use it to celebrate our independence um i don't <coughs> believe that the township need we're not asking for the township to <coughs> pay anything the township is actually going to uh, receive funds from the community putting this event on
0: Stanis, i think the, the big concern is the unknown factor uh i know when i looked at this initially I looked Saying, uh, how about portalets? How many portalets do you get? And then um, Corporal Kid is standing back there. Tracy Kellum's years and years experience with the festival. How many uh, sheriff's deputies would you have on a on a okay, slow night? Was Friday night? How many would you have?
10: Eight is what I was told. Yeah,
0: eight to ten. Eight to ten. And so you're prepared to have eight to ten
10: budgeted. Okay. Portalets budgeted. Street closure budgeted. then clean up. I have uh, a myriad of folks that have supported different events over the past 20 years I've been involved in. Uh, Volunteers will not be an issue. One other thing we didn't talk about,
4: that you and I have talked about, and I think it's useful for
10: everyone to hear, is
4: we, and I I think you don't want the event to get out of hand, of course, but you want people in the area to be able to celebrate. You've been planning this for Sycamore Township residents, primarily. What's your plan for promoting this without promoting it too much? basically, so that you know, it doesn't go yep.
10: viral on Twitter or Facebook and everyone says, hey, there are fireworks in Sycamore, get over there. So no, show, no social media, no radio, no print. Uh, the only advertisement was going, is going to be a postcard that would contain the logo of all the community partners and also information for the residents. It would simply go to the residents in the surrounding areas of Sycamore Township. Is that's there any good. way to
4: restrict admission to residents or people accompanying
10: residents? I, I don't know we if that's possible. We are feasible. not. A, uh, you're teeing me up to say a phrase, but no, we're not going to check papers. <laughs> you had that queued
13: up too, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs>
10: So no, this is for in. It's a public park. park. It is, yeah, I know. Uh, And we and there will be people that will elect to stay home, and we could request that if they can view in our close to to remain at their house, so that others uh, might be able to come.
4: Well, and I ask about the residents simply because that might discourage people from outside from coming if they
10: thought, well, I'm I'm not supposed Mm -hmm. to go. Yeah, I mean, we could of course we could say it's for residents only, but there's no way to ensure that.
0: Yeah, we were talking. We have. the jets meeting today, and uh, Tom Mueller was here from Madeira, and uh, the Tom's were with with us here. And big, the big concern was uh, the unknown factor. That you know, we have four thousand people. Then all of a sudden, there's twenty-five thousand people. You know, what do we do? They canceled because of that, because of that factor. They had no idea how many people were going to show up. Except, For, so because, yeah. because nobody else is doing stuff, we're afraid of that. We decided to shoot that.
10: There, but there are other fireworks. Uh, in other communities so I ask that the township uh, simply allow us to uh, rent the facilities it's a public facility we just want to rent the fields to put on this event for the community and as part of that we are going to start an endowment fund for the cemetery
4: well here's, here's what I'd like to know I guess before we could make any decision about that first of all what are our uh, professionals think here, the administrator, Mr. as to Parks, uh, Mr. Desai, as to the legal aspects. Um, and I just went blank on the other. <laughs> item. Uh, the other would be, can you get health department
10: clearance for this? I know you said you reached out to him. Was
4: it yep. Greg Kesterman you spoke with? Uh, I've spoken
10: not? with a couple different people. Jeremy Hessel is the head of His the goodness. department. Uh, at this point, the guidance was simply uh, the six-foot distancing uh as you could see with the opening of various events uh the restriction of 10 does not apply uh to an event like this
4: if they could provide an interpretation to the township perhaps indicating as such that an event like this was compliant that keeps us from having to make a decision that might be counter from what the local authorities say because they do have final say on that that would be something useful to obtain before proceeding in the end with something. But I'd like to know what Mr. Desai,
10: Mr. Kellum, and Mr. Warwick think. I, I can request that, and that is something that uh, in my discussion with him today, I suggested that the township uh, request that to make sure that all concerns are addressed. I'd be more than happy to act as the go between.
4: Um, it's not a township-sponsored event. Is, understand. Is the thing. And, and, and and do not me wrong, my I, concern. I'd love to see it be able to happen. It's just there are all these hurdles out there and concerns. So, what do, what do you guys, who we pay to think about these things, think?
7: <laughs> well, I mean, the first thing that that popped into my mind as I looked at this area, um, uh, given the blue circle is going to occupy a large amount of the park how are you going to enforce the social distancing guidelines within the area where the bystanders will be uh
10: so uh, clarification the location of the circle could change um not to throw a curveball uh, but if the entity to the west of the park would allow the circle to overlap their wooded area that would enlarge the amount of space not saying that that would cover it um but to address your concern all we can do is make suggestions even the sheriff's department has said that they are not going to enforce it so if if the township were to call the sheriff's department and we've seen this all over the country the sheriff's departments have simply said they're not going to enforce it
7: yeah my, i mean my understanding has been that it's really a public health it's a health department matter um but i have to be honest your answer concerns me even more if, if you're just going to make suggestions, um, and I don't know how many people can pull up in these parking lots, but I presume at least 500, and you're gonna have that many people in the current layout, which is a relatively small area, um, whether or not those people choose to follow the social gui- distancing guidelines is, a, I guess, to some extent an individual right. But now we set them out into their communities um, among their elderly parents, (coughs) um, among their special needs children that may have compromised immunity systems. Um, We're not going to obviously be doing any contact tracing at this point. It causes me great concern that you're going to have an event that you have a very, very dense area where people will congregate. Um, one thing I heard that sounded more reasonable in terms of that concern is if there was some way to keep people from actually going into the park and allowing them to view the fireworks from their cars, um, or view them from areas where you cannot have that dense congregation. Um, you know, this, this is the biggest concern for me and and I have to tell you I mean I'm coming at this from a very personal standpoint you know my father is COVID-19 positive Um, I've had issues with protocols laid down I haven't seen my father in two and a half months Um, you know I I I don't necessarily agree with them I think he's getting caught up in some red tape at this point because he's had COVID-19 for over a month and has shown absolutely no you know symptoms but You know i'm an officer of the court and you know that's what the state government and the state health department requires i work within the system but in the meantime i i follow the protocols you know i've got a special needs child that's you know um, immunity system system is compromised i pulled him out of school before any of the schools closed Um, i just worry
10: same concerns my mother was uh in a rehabilitation facility a nursing home Uh, when this came out uh, and was basically on lockdown i have other dear friends that are in homes on lockdown Uh, it is a concern but that does not invalidate our rights
7: yeah and i mean you and i can have a brewski one day and talk about our our views on that because i'm happy to share them in private but my 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 point i guess to you mr fortin is this my biggest concern is the number of people that will congregate and what appears under the present plan to be a relatively small area and what might be more appetizing um, especially for the board would be if you could do something where people would remain in the parking lots in their cars so that we know that we're not going to be creating a situation where you have really what appears to be an inability to socially distance
10: ultimately uh i for example if i can rent the fields and i can have fireworks but the township does not sign a beer permit there can be no beer correct uh without without the yeah without the liquor permit yeah you're not going to get it so the township has that ability ultimately it falls to you uh, as the elected officials to make these decisions. I, I personally don't think that you should be able to make these decisions but that's my own philosophical uh, interpretation of this. Um, <coughs> so you're absolutely right there, there is a way for the township to restrict some of the activities proposed um, but it is a public park people are going there every day I've seen many groups Over 10 every day almost, Um, but that is the beauty of our nation.
7: How many cars can these four parking lots hold? Over 1,000. So, I mean, if you just presume there would be two people per car, um, you could have a couple thousand people congregating in that park. Hmm? Outside the blue circle though.
10: Right. And i do anticipate um that the circle is going to move to the west uh which would further open up park space
9: but but it won't reduce the size of the circle correct
11: mm-hmm.
10: no we could also enlarge the size of the circle correct joe
11: you could i mean you're, you're looking at a larger size product i'd have to i have to revisit the diagram and see depending on where the other buildings lay and where other property lines could move that, that uh, we could basically, we're moving our site further to the west. Right. Which is opening up more of the park. It's putting more of a fallout zone on someone else's property, which more than likely need a letter of permission that that's okay with it.
14: Right.
10: So I am simply here as a public servant for my <coughs> community, uh, mostly for my children uh, and the other children. Uh, so that they can have a little bit of awe and learn about our nation's founding.
0: Mr. Cullums, would you weigh in on this?
10: Yeah,
3: <clears throat> my main concern, a couple of them, <clears throat> is where the parking lots are located, uh, getting the people there safely. I mean, you've got Kemper Road, Salzman Road, uh, School Road. I know you said you mentioned that you talked to uh the county engineer did they give you permission to close down
10: i need to submit an application i was not going to do that uh, until i have a green light Uh, and as far as parking lot one and two people can walk to the park without actually uh, having to go on Solzman because that what's depicted there doesn't show the new uh, curb cut uh, and parking lot that was put in as part of their expansion yes
3: so my only other concern is has already been mentioned, not only the crowd in the park, but spillover into the community, not only High Point to the north, but uh, Bishops Gate to the east. Uh, you know, we we've got a, a fairly dense community there, uh, just you know concerned about spillover of people in into our neighborhoods, not knowing how the residents feel about that. You know, because when we first talked about this, I thought Shuler Park would be better. I know it's not as close to everything, but there's no residents right around it. It's true.
10: And not as much parking.
3: Well, you're using surrounding parking anyway. You're not using the parking at
10: the park. Right. We did look at Shuler. Logistically, there's not enough parking that people can walk to from there.
3: So other than that, it would just same concern at Deepox. It is you know the the social distancing. I mean, the state (laughs) order. We really don't know where it's at or where it's going to be or if it's extended or you know. As far as I know right now, it's it's even though some people are in our park, you know, we are not having an event. That's even though it's not our event, it's our park. And if we end up with a couple thousand people there, that's different than 20 people playing baseball.
0: The one thing I heard was the sheriff's department won't enforce. They won't enforce it. So the sheriff's department is not going to come and say, "Hey, you got to step back. You got to get away from here." They're not going to enforce this. So you could have 20 members of the sheriff's department out here, and they're just going to be, you know, asking you maybe, but they can't enforce it. So that bothers me.
10: That's the way it is all throughout our country I currently.
0: Is. I know it is, and this is the concern is today's environment. This is this is. That's the major thing that's controlling everything, Mr. Ward. Do you want to weigh in on this? Your thoughts?
4: Actually, wait. I had another question for Mr. Helms <coughs> again. First, Tracy, we have rented the park to other parties before for use of the entire park, haven't we, up there?
3: Uh, we've rented out to uh, soccer organizations. Wasn't there for some soccer s- tournaments and
4: last year? Wasn't there some Survivor game there of some yeah, kind? TV show? There, no, was. I think there was. Yeah, there yes. was. Mm-hmm. And has the park made it through unscathed through events like that?
3: Yes. So, assuming they're. I yeah, mean, there wasn't a huge crowd there, but yes. yes.
4: Yeah. But but there aren't flowers to be trampled or things like that either, right? It's grass and it's ball fields. For well, the and most. You want to preserve part, yes. the play, of course, on that. But. Okay. Um, and I, I do know Deer Park is actually doing some of their concerts in Chamberlain Park again now, somehow. They canceled them. They were promoting them as
1: of a day or two the They middle. canceled them they them yesterday. Oh, they did, okay. Interesting. <clears throat> all right. I, I don't have any other, all the concerns have been mentioned. Um, and philosophically, there's a, a lot of uh, moving parts here. I told Standish, I think more than a couple times that if I didn't work here, I'd be cheering him on and I'd be in the beer garden unfortunately i guess the trustees can make that possible since they work at will uh, <laughs>
6: well if i weren't
4: a trustee right now i'd be in the same position too i think but, so, uh, yeah,
1: but I <laughs> we've got a state that's giving us unconstitutional rules we've got a health department that somehow has commanded this both at the state level and the county level and even though the township form of government is the best that you can get we are the lowest on the totem pole. The feds tell us what to do. The state tells us what to do. The county tells us what to do. The health department tells us what to do. The, it goes on and on and on. So I think that it's a great idea and all of that. But in my job that I'm paid to do, there are just, we've got all these other agencies that could cause the township a black eye, even if the event went off peacefully, which, you know, we we have a fear of the unknown, but it may work just fine. I just don't know, and so I just view it as my job at this point to express my concerns about it, and I don't have anything to add to, you know, anything that's been said so far.
4: If Mr. Fortin had county health department blessing for the event, would that change your views or are there other concerns as well because of the crowding and, and so forth
1: yeah I that would be nice yeah. Uh, but yeah I you know hopefully there's no I'm worried about the, the a crush of a crowd and other things that might happen there and I you know like I say it's just speculation hmm. how do I know that's going to happen I don't but in my role I would I think I have to err on the side of you know caution hmm. But it's not up to me. Any
0: more discussion on this? Do you want to make a motion to? Well,
4: and I don't know. I mean, I'd love to find a way to make it happen. Is the thing? But I, I have all these same concerns too. And Mm if, if we were to authorize it on the condition that the health department provide prior approval of it and subject to final approval of the plans that mr fortin has i mean i'd be more comfortable with that um, because state health orders may well change over time and we may get two weeks into two more weeks into this month and the governor says hey everybody have fireworks at which point you'd be scrambling to try to get it going if it weren't approved earlier i think um but
1: i think that's a that's a great point because this thing's changing by the hour today in warren county the uh, uh amusement industry as a class action kind of thing. They filed suit yeah. suing the state.
4: And there could well be an injunction which would enable something like this right. to go forward but we so, still have the crowd concerns of course yeah. too.
1: It's just a
4: mess. Yeah. There's no reason that that could Well, there is, because in future years, if health orders aren't in place, scaring everyone else from having it and causing them to have already canceled it, we wouldn't be the only show in town in terms of jurisdictions where fireworks are happening. (laughs) And here we mostly are, unless these things change. Warren County may see some change there then for Lebanon, but the only ones I know about right now are Loveland Sims, possibly Lebanon, Kings Island, it sounds like, and the city of Hamilton. And... Okay, I haven't seen that,
7: so, okay. Um, Mr. Razi, are most of those communities, are they are they doing fireworks where they're having people on site or are they doing fireworks where they're having people at remote locations where they can see the fireworks?
11: Most are having them at
7: remote locations,
11: yes. Yeah, they're, they're it's published, it's published. The, the event sites aren't open they're not providing any you know any, any anything any entertainment or anything like that they're having fibers okay. and I think some of the even Lebanon announced that a couple of weeks ago that this is how they're doing it.
4: we're, we're sort of in a weird posture in our meeting we're in resident comments right now as we're talking about yeah. all this anyway but I I would I, I don't think Right now would be the time to decide this in the meeting anyway if we're going to decide something. So we
0: would decide this later on after.
4: But, but if I could finish my thought, there are a lot of members of the public from the township here. I would be interested to know what those members of the public here happen to think about this. This is not a, a poll and you know, who however many <coughs> vote in the crowd win, but I'd, I'd certainly like to know what the members of the public think. So if others hadn't signed up to speak at the meeting and are interested in doing that to address this topic, please. Uh, volunteer to do so as we move forward with that. Any other thoughts? Hello,
6: name and
15: address. My name is Kathy Kugler. I live at 7106 Tenderfoot Lane, uh, Sycamore Township. Um, I think that this is a good event to have. Uh, I personally probably, if I went and there were people crowding in on me, I would leave because I have the ability to take my feet and move. Um, I think that you should have some sort of uh, reservation response, not that you would not allow people in, but you know, I've attended a lot of events uh, where you have to RSVP to it in some way and you get a ticket and then you come in if you wanted to know how many people thought they might want to come. Uh, So I'm just saying that in that area, where you might have people sitting, I think you would be able to say X number of people uh, would be allowed in because you do have the ability to uh, control the perimeter with that snow gating or whatever. Um, so I'm just saying, um, people have the ability to not be, if you don't feel comfortable, to leave. <coughs> Thank you.
0: Anybody else? Mr. Janet
13: have a separate topic at the no, well,
0: comment my at the talk the well no, not right now. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna wrap this up, so you'll you'll be up in a moment. Uh, he's,
8: uh, he's commenting about fireworks, yeah. If you do about the fireworks, please okay, make a comment about fireworks? that.
4: We'll give you an opportunity to, yeah. to speak otherwise later.
13: Yeah, uh, my name is Jay Janice Jr., 4462 Daffodil Avenue, Sycamore Township, Ohio. Um, nothing against Sycamore Township, but when this COVID came out. And it's correct, after Deputy um, Smith mentioned that his department had no enforcement powers for violations of the six foot rule, I contacted the uh, the Hamilton County Health Department, which takes in Sycamore Township. And I did ask him about the six foot rule, and I wanted to know what their policy was. (laughs) I did not speak with Greg Kesterman, but somebody mentioned the other name, and that's the person I spoke to. Um, And they told me their policy was, they would contact the entity, whether it's a private business or government, their office would contact, not in person the first time, and they would speak to them about the issue. If someone, whether it's the same person or someone else contacted them the second time, they would send a personal employee out to investigate it. So that's where it's at, or that's at least what they informed me. And I apologize if I didn't hear this during the presentations, but what would be the duration of it once it started, the fireworks? 6 to 10.30, fireworks starting at 10. Half hour? Uh,
11: no, probably. Depends on how many spots it would 10 to 15 minutes
13: or so. And would it be rain or shine? Yes. Okay. And I agree with Mrs. Kugler. I think it would be very positive. I have concerns also, like many of you here, Um since it would be basically the one of the few out here in the northeast suburbs, it's like the unknowns, and with this COVID and Mr. (coughs) Ward mentioned all these things changing daily, I agree with him. But I think it's it has a lot of possibilities. Mr. Rossi, Mr. Fortin seems to put an incredible amount of planning in it. And I think with some considerations, I think it would be very positive for our township.
0: Thank you. Mr Ward, uh, I know this, we made an exception for Mr. it so it's really not public comment time with him. We made it as a special presentation. Can we move forward with making a decision whether to go forward on his part or end it right now? We, we can what?
4: choose to do whatever we want, I think, but I'd be interested to hear more public comments about this particular topic pub- if we could.
0: Yeah, are there more public comments on this? Absolutely. Yeah.
16: Hi, my name is Barbara Hall Waddell and I live at 6022 Cherokee Drive, right down Kenwood Road in Madeira, but I do own two properties in Sycamore Township. I was working with Standish about a week ago um, to try to find some food trucks and um, as Joe Rossi said, uh, the food truck industry is also struggling to make it. There's a lot of food trucks that will not reopen. For one reason or another, some of them don't want to reopen because of fears of COVID, and others will not be reopening because of the e- economy right now. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm in favor of having the event. And um, one aspect that you haven't brought up you've brought up maintenance and you brought up police and you brought up all that, but you have not brought up education. And you know, we're really making history right now, and our children are watching and in my case my grandchildren are watching and I want to be proud of the way that I handled myself through this situation of being in quarantine since mid-March I mean at the time my daughter's business was shut down and I, I begged her to just make it till April 1st you know you can do this you can do this you can you can make it till April 1st and then it was Easter Anna you can make it till Easter you know I think you're going to be okay and and to to think that we're now talking about the fourth of july um, is beyond anything that i thought we'd ever go through as a nation and as a community so um you know i hope that we can be proud of our handling of this situation i hope we can have some lessons that we learn from this that we can teach our kids about what it means to be an american because at the end of the day we have the right and it's a god-given right to assemble. It's right there in the first article of the Bill of Rights. We have the right to, to religion, freedom of the press, and the right to assemble. And I think that's what Standish is trying to do here is, is teach all of us a lesson about um, what it really means to be an American. And you know, when I was growing up, there were a couple of songs that really made an impression on me. Um, one of them being Bruce Springsteen's, you know, Born in the USA, right? So just the spirit of being an American, right? And then we had um, Don McLean with Bye Bye, Miss American Pie. And the fact that one day the music died in that song, right? So we don't want to let the music die, do we, Mr. LaBarbara? <laughs> <laughs> she
6: knows how to push uh, uh, mind, uh,
16: <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but yeah, that's the third song that came to my mind today was the song um, by Joni Mitchell. I'm not sure I know the name of it, but there's a line in there about not knowing what you've got till it's gone. And I really hope that all of us can hold on to liberty. I hope we can hold on to independence. We are celebrating independence from government tyranny. At the end of the day, this is about government tyranny, OK? So please, allow this to go on. Allow the American spirit to thrive. Allow people who, who have risk to not show up. They don't have to come. We're not forcing them to come, right? People can come of their own will. They can make their own decisions. At the end of the day, this is about freedom. Thank you.
0: Very nice, Barbara. Thank you. <laughs> Very nice. Mm-hmm.
4: Does anyone else want to comment?
16: Katie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to follow that. My name is Katie Stewart. I live at 4600 Orchard Lane, and I am with you know, the people that have spoken already. We're intelligent enough the clientele that visit March 1st are intelligent enough to maintain the social distance and of course if you're sick if you're immune compromised stay home we've all we've all heard it ingrained it's it's part of our culture now that's what we're supposed to do as civilized human beings and I I see it as the great event and we could be a light in the darkness thanks (coughs)
1: anyone
4: else just for the fireworks I'm curious is there anyone who thinks it's a terrible idea but doesn't want to speak
0: (laughs) wrong crowd wrong crowd okay Mr Warwick what do we do at this point
7: well I mean if there's somebody if there's somebody that wants to actually go forward with it um they would make a motion they would need a second and then we would need approval of two out of the three board members
9: we're still in public comment should we, no, no, we, we change that
0: because the, he made a special presentation okay. yeah okay. So we, we can address it now. okay
7: all right I,
4: I will move that the Township okay. allow the rental to proceed on the following conditions the sponsors will agree to comply with any state orders which do apply to the event or any activities occurring there and the sponsors will seek and obtain clearance from the Hamilton County Health Department that the event is not in violation of the law if it proceeds as planned and that the event will be promoted only to Sycamore Township residents to try to limit the attendance and that it will otherwise be Uh, put into effect using the logistics plan that Mr. Fortin described in his comments earlier. Is there a second?
0: I'll second it, but I I, I have great, great uh, concerns about it with today's (coughs) environment and uh, I I know that the people here would behave themselves (coughs) and act accordingly. uh, The unknown factor is what concerns me. But, you know, I uh, made a good point. You know, this is our right to assemble, and so I will, I'll, I'll second that. All
4: right, well, let me know. I, I came in here thinking that as a citizen, it's a great idea, and as a trustee, it's a terrible idea. Uh, and <laughs> you have to balance the two. I'm, I'm here to decide what's best for the township and its residents. We've, we've had a lot of discussion about this already and questions. Mr. Desai, let me ask you, with with the conditions in the motion, I know you'll still have concerns there, but does that alleviate some of them if all those boxes are checked before the event proceeds?
7: Um, you know, my, my concerns are always, you know, very straightforward. Insurance, indemnification, Um those are the typical concerns and and obviously i've been communicating with mr warwick and he's been on top of that i think you heard mr rossi talk about their policy limits uh you know we've got a general liability policy as well um you know um the the comments i made before i mean i think still stand um that um you're not going to be able to necessarily enforce the social distancing guidelines um and um you know um, that's for the trustees to determine whether or not they they um, view that as a priority concern or not um, you know you've heard some very emotional comments made um, I, I certainly would say this you know I, I think that given the fact that there are other communities that are doing them from you know primarily remote locations would suggest that the greater wisdom is that yes you can celebrate but you can celebrate in a way that is not just about your personal rights, but about your conscientious um, obligations to the rest of America, which are, you know, you might be immune when you leave that um, park. If you go to a restaurant, you know, if you go to, uh, if you come in contact with somebody who is who is elderly, they don't know where you've been, they don't know what you have. Um, so, you know, those those aren't necessarily. Um, legal concerns those are concerns that i would just throw out there that um you gotta you gotta keep everything in perspective um it it is you know it's a balancing act it sounds to me like the event could be held um very nicely with remote locations um but you know at the end of the day uh if um you know the trustees want to move forward with it um Legally, I think, you know, um, we've covered our bases with the the conditions you've la- you've laid out uh, Which I wrote down as sponsors agree to comply with the guidelines pertaining to their industries um, uh, Clearance from the Hamilton County uh, Health Department that this is not a violation uh, Limited advertising as mr. Uh, Fortin described which I believe he said was no social media no radio Uh, just a a postcard of some sort that would be going out to local residents. And then finally, you said the logistics, as Mr. Fortin described, and I presume you were referring to his ability to secure the four parking lots, the closure of the roads, uh, that access that we saw uh, from the two lots that were in the north. I don't know if those were three and four (laughs) or one and two. Um, So those are the conditions I have down.
4: Yes, you wrote that down much better than I said it, by the way, (laughs) but that's, that's exactly right. Thank you, sir. And I would think if if the trustees do vote to approve this, we would then also have to put in a parking plan in the neighborhoods around it as I, discussed, I, I which agree, would require a separate vote. I'm
0: very concerned about it. It's, it's um, can I just make a comment? Um,
9: <clears throat> I, I agree with Tom James. I think as a resident, this is awesome. As a trustee, we're getting boxed in on this deal. I think that it's. Uh, yeah i'm really concerned if you didn't have food trucks which were an attraction and you didn't have a beer garden which is which was a serious attraction then maybe it'd be different just to have the fireworks everyone sits in their car sits in a parking lot watches it i'm all for that but the fact that Mm -hmm. this is the only this is like like tom james said it's the only game in town pretty much and for us to for us to not know what we can expect from attendance at this thing is troubling to me and and I'm saying that as a trustee not as a resident because as a resident and as a citizen I love I'm just like everybody else commented I'd be at the beer garden with them so um, I struggle with this because we have a certain responsibility as trustees to make sure that we're making the right decision for for our entire township and I totally get it I totally get you know this is this is a, a bright light in a lot of darkness we've had over the over the last three months but I think at the end of the day the best decision is to remain cautious so I str- I'm struggling with the fact that we don't really know what to expect when this thing happens and for that reason I'm having a difficult time supporting.
0: and I applaud you mr. Standish. really <laughs> I applaud you for the work you've done on this this is incredible that's for a period of time can
9: I, can I just say one other thing I, I agree with them. i mean i'm looking at the plan i'm saying wow this is pretty damn good I'm, I'm serious this looks great a lot of bases covered great but it goes back to that original thing that mr la barber said you know what, what what can we expect we don't know what to expect and if we if we knew if we knew who was going to be in the tenants and, and that we weren't going to have any problems I think we'd all be totally on board with it but the fact that the fact that there are issues with it and we don't really know what what we might expect from attendance um, that's troubling to me
11: <coughs>
4: let, let, let me ask one other question to mr. Fortin well no, never mind. no okay I'll ask you later
0: I did give a second
4: so yeah we we have the motion here i i will just add yeah i am t- i'm torn in both directions over this and don't know which way to go and i i share mr weedman's concerns and mr la concerns and mr work's concerns and on the other hand i i <coughs> agree with what everyone has said out there too um i think i'm prepared to take a leap into the unknown here and trust our residents with their judgment as to what makes sense and the risk they're willing to take on, if all these other clearances are in place.
7: <coughs> so you if have I could, another comment?
10: based upon what you said, uh, as the restrictions, for lack of better requirements, I don't know the proper terminology.
7: We like to um, conditions.
10: Conditions. Based upon those conditions, that would require the health department to basically sign off on the event. Correct. If. The health department signs off on the event I have no reason to believe that the trustees would feel that their opinion with regard to the safe of the community is superior to the health department
4: as to safety you'd be correct I would think but as to crowd control and potential crush that's still the concern and we are the <coughs> property owner there and you need our consent actually the people
10: are the property owner well
4: that's true but affirmative consent is required for certain things to happen there but yes you're right it is public property if you you were just to show up on your own with your family without it being an organized (coughs) event you could do pretty much whatever you wanted within park rules there
10: uh so uh basically hearing the hesitation i don't want to cause any more disc concern for either of you um may i make a humble suggestion that, in light of your comments that you permit the firework event to occur and simply indicate that the park is closed
0: so you wouldn't have the food trucks and you wouldn't have the beer booth
10: no. I'd basically be a peasant again you're negotiating
4: against yourself by the way we haven't voted yet you know.
0: so you so you're saying you're just going to have the fireworks and and nothing else
10: if that's what would give you guys the ability to let the people celebrate the 4th of July yes I'd be much more comfortable with that (laughs) if we
4: didn't have the other attractions there on the park frankly I mean I'd I'd love to see March first serving its beer there don't get me wrong I'd love to see our food trucks prospering there in some way too but but yes it's less likely to be a, a crushing crowd and a longer term event that's going to be pulling a lot of people in uh, even over the course of it as people get there at six o'clock or whatever and start tweeting hey we're here for the fireworks come on out and people start to grow you know come here there's beer and all that so, so yeah it's probably more viable sam we adams
10: to, will be rolling over in his grave well you can bring him in a six-pack there at least because you can buy him Don't say that. um but uh I would pose the question: If that is the uh, way forward, how do you tell the residents that they cannot go to their park?
9: It's a good question. I think I think it just kind of mixes your suggestion that we should have them in the park without any beer booth because I don't
7: know how we tell people. Other well, than well, when we, Tracy's when got we rent the, when <laughs> we rent the park for a private event, that it's closed off to the public, right? So when we have private events at our uh, that people rent out shelters, for example, <coughs> it's closed off to the public. So if you were to rent the park, we'd mm-hmm. close the park. Okay. Well, but
4: your suggestion is we close the park so people don't come in, right?
9: We have
0: a
10: So no, gentlemen
0: feasible. Does that sound feasible to you that you could rope off that park? I mean, it sounds feasible. I, I think it could be done, but if,
3: if it's only going to be fireworks, it's gonna be a much shorter event and you're not gonna advertise, so people aren't even gonna know it's happening. Rosie's is gonna come in, set up the fireworks and shoot them off. Yeah.
1: And he if he rents the park, it's up to him who I mean if he has he's rented it. he could invite his friends and I agree without the beer garden and the food trucks uh, my concerns about crowd control go down
10: does the music get to play
9: <laughs> so we have a motion in a second
10: and now, and now we have a
4: well. But, yeah, it. but we still have a
9: motion. Senate, yeah, I think
4: so. we should vote on the motion before us first, and then if need be, make another.
7: Or you could just withdraw your motion.
4: Or we could do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll withdraw the motion and move instead same motion as before except the event shall be restricted such that there shall not be food or beverages served there or beer served there in the manner Mr. Fortin has described and that the start time of the event be pushed until later accordingly since there'd be less need to gather earlier Start time? Does that work? <laughs>
7: what about clearance from the Hamilton County Health Department? That would no longer be a oh, condition.
4: No, uh, well, that that's no longer necessary, I suppose. In, in that sense, that's true. So.
0: And do we want to have a clause in there that no band or music? <clears throat> we want to put that in there because you could always get a band. And I think you don't want to do that.
4: Well, that hasn't that wasn't part of the proposal anyway. So.
0: I mean, we want to. You want to. So that would just be just the fireworks, and that's it. Just fireworks. And he invites.
4: Otherwise, I stated. Yeah.
0: And so he's renting the park,
9: and he's he can say who comes and goes into the park because he's renting it.
4: Yes, which is kind of where we were in the first place with this, though. Of course, anyway, really, he was renting the park for this, but but without the food (coughs) and the beer attraction it's much less likely to draw the massive crowd that we all fear might show up there when people say oh my gosh we can go drink beer and watch fireworks nobody else will let sure. us do it so so yeah with just the fireworks I think it becomes a much more family-oriented attraction anyway that is less likely to draw a lot of other people who are going to mob in the park they may park their car they may tailgate but <coughs> I think. I think that's much more workable. Mr. Fortin still is able to have his fireworks celebration. Hopefully he still has sponsors who will come along in some sense with that um, that could help him with the cost if needed. But I think that's a, a, a useful compromise from the plan as originally proposed. It still gets fireworks in Sycamore Township so our <laughs> residents can celebrate the 4th of July and enjoy it. So close to your house, you can probably even walk, home to see it. I don't
9: know about that. I, I don't know if I can see it from my house,
0: maybe. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Maybe they can see it from the Silver Spring House parking
0: lot. <laughs> Mr. Stanish, do you want us to go forward with this? Are you sure? Are you going to have second thoughts about? Uh, I don't know where you're going to the
10: first. Prefer well, I would prefer a motion to allow my original proposal to continue. <coughs> That's I would, not on the floor. Sorry,
0: That's not and on the it's, floor. It's no. yeah. That's been
7: withdrawn. <coughs> well, we, I think Mr. James was trying to put the motion together and yes. kind of thinking out loud. What I, what I was hearing from Mr. James was that the motion would be to allow uh, Mr. Standish Fortin to rent the park for purposes of a private fir- fireworks display that would not be open to the public, would not have food trucks, would not have um, a beer garden, uh, would not have any other outside entertainment. Mm-hmm with a limited time period of, I believe you mentioned, 10 p.m., um, and that would be over at approximately 10.30 p.m. Uh, the other conditions that were in the original uh, process of limited advertising would apply, uh, as would the logistics as you originally described them. Uh,
4: that would be my motion. It would be not open to the public, but invitation only as to private event. and. Uh, rental to Standish Fortin or an organization he designates such as his Redway Den Boom Sycamore organization.
7: Without the uh, food trucks and correct. entertainment and, and uh, the beer garden, <coughs> correct? correct? Right. Okay.
9: And we still have, I trust we still have everything in place, as it relates to insurance and you know, right, right.
4: all Right, all the other logistics <coughs> and insurance that he proposed would still apply. Mm-hmm. The county would need to approve closing off, well actually there won't be people walking necessarily but you'll see School road half closure for that. So, yeah.
0: I feel I feel more comfortable with this. Yeah,
4: okay. I I so move. <laughs> Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion about
0: it? Any further discussion.
4: Mr. Warwick, any concerns? No. Okay. March first, any
12: concerns? No. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Mr. Porter, you
2: call the Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman, Aye.
4: <coughs> Let me suggest March 1st might want to schedule an event in conjunction with it at your premises before <laughs> <laughs> I get health department
0: approval. Okay, we're gonna move along now with uh, <coughs> residents' comments and uh, we're going back to the rules that we've established. Thank you, Mr. Rossi. Thank you. Um, the four minute time limit this is not a discussion um, we're not answering questions you can ask uh, four minutes worth of questions sing a song do a dance routine you have the four minutes uh, to do that uh, we, we may answer your question at the end of your comments or, or and we may answer it during the trustees <coughs> comments uh, but we will answer it uh, leave your contact information and somebody will get back to you
1: <coughs> okay, Janice, <what's> next? <coughs>
13: <laughs> janice jr 4462 to Afterle avenue sycamore township ohio comments tonight are directed concerning comments made about me at the sycamore township workshop in, um two days ago on tuesday by the fiscal officer only 45 minutes into the meeting fiscal officer are in conjunction with some other discussion about um issues related to a potential uh, financial audit mr as i had mr porter said he wanted to know or he made a public records request who wanted it he said he mentioned Standish Fortin by name and myself for me he said i asked for an audit an audit committee mr porter that is wrong that's a lie i've never said that <coughs> if you go back and listen to the audio you go back and listen to the um TV, the audio-visual recording, I said I had suggested to the trustees a forensic audit, big difference between an audit committee. To my knowledge, that is fairly common in governmental entities when the administrations change. And as you're, all of us are aware, it went from two to, way, two to one, one way for, I believe you've been in office for close to 30 years, to this past January, two to one the other way. Um, and the Past meetings before that, <coughs> trustees James and LaBarbara had offered to you, in conjunction with some reporting by the administrator, Mr. Warwick, to get new software to make it more compatible. I think some here referred to it as the Boxer system. They said it was obsolete, hard to deal with, hard to find out. You were opposed to it, trustee Weedman was opposed to it. You referred in a disparaging manner to our administrator several times as a non-resident bureaucrat for the sake of the audience. And again, this is merely, I have nothing against them for their abilities. This is merely, I'd like to all be informed of some of the non-residents in your parlance of bureaucrat. Current employee, past administrators, non-residents, I guess bureaucrats, Bickford, Bishop, excuse me, Bickford, Robbie, Barons, Malloy, currently Mr. Wark, I've never heard you speak Deal against any of them. None of them are <coughs> residents. Here's some of our department heads. Kidd, Smith, Miller, I believe Desai, Petty, uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he's frequently in charge of the bid openings when you have them here. If any of you within the my voice dispute that you do not live in T- Sycamore Township, speak now. The employees, your employee directly in your department, the finance, um, basically the woman in the office, Campbell, it's Gunderson, it's Davies, it's Johnson, all non-residents, I guess in your parlance, bureaucrats. To my knowledge, all these people I just mentioned, you and your dealings with them have never had any problems referring <coughs> to them or because they're non-residents, I believe you, the past trustees, the current trustees are satisfied with their work. They're all still here. The only two changes that's come this January that I'm aware of is the administrator, a former administrator was a non-resident, he's gone. We have a new administrator, <coughs> he's, he's a non-resident. You, d- you don't like the new administrator because he asked questions about the finances, wanted to see the financial records. For the record, Trustee LaBarbera in a previous meeting directed him, I've been here for 30 years, I've been to many of these meetings, more than anybody here on this side of the, the dais. I have never um, heard you or any of the administrators or trustees make a comment as far, is that it? That's four minutes, sir.
0: You finish your thought. Go ahead. And finish your I've thought. I've never
13: heard anyone um, say about the budget. So in other words, I don't know what the problem is with why you have any fears of anybody, be it a a volunteer (coughs) committee, me, anyone, looking at the budget. Thank you. I have additional comments, but I'll say them in a future date. Thank you.
1: Mr. Abram. (coughs)
17: Gentlemen, I'm here to, tonight to bring to light some serious efficiencies in the operation of this township. Transparency seems to be lost the minute an election was concluded. As a taxpayer, I have reason to be seriously concerned here today. I challenge you to tell me why the dismissal of Greg Bickford was good for my township. It certainly wasn't for cause, as he had a good personnel record and the township has been recognized as tops in Southern Ohio for fiscal management and lifestyle factors during his tenure. I don't recall seeing any disrespect of Mr. Bickford by any of his fellow township employees. The financial impact of his dismissal has exposed my township to an additional expense of up to $270,000. As an employer, I consider this to be plain stupid. As a taxpayer, I say it wasn't your right to blow taxpayer funds on your petty (coughs) political, political egos. I challenge you to document, publish, and validate the process of how his replacement was hired. For the sake of your continued efforts towards claiming transparency, you owe this to taxpayers. Was this position advertised? How many candidates were interviewed? Was there a pre-planned list of qualifications shared among the three trustees to use as a benchmark for hiring? What was the timeline of the events? Will you publish all this process information as part of your transparency? as well as for energetic <laughs> compliance with Sunshine Laws. This is my formal open records request on this entire employment activity. Mr. Work has only had two years previous paid experience in local government and I read he was dismissed from that position. I question the entire process that resulted in his hiring to administer my township. In my opinion, vetting of this new employee was not done or those hiring him already knew of his deficiencies and hired him anyway. Either case is damning and (coughs) deserving of transparency. In business, we call this a bad hire. As a business owner, I would be pulling the individuals who made this hire on the carpet. Any amount of careful vetting would have exposed Mr. Work's previous rather large bankruptcy involving his several businesses. I'm providing a copy, a record copy today, since obviously the trustees bringing Mr. Work to us didn't either know or ignored this information? Who made this decision? The number of suppliers and friends or business associates left short by this bankruptcy is astounding. I know some of these people and the firms. Enormous credit card balances indicate a total lack of recognition of knowing when to quit digging. Even the state of Ohio's sales taxes collected and not forwarded to the state would disqualify him in a position within our township. Why wasn't this final candidate's qualifications presented in an open meeting to your taxpayers? Would they approve of someone with these qualifications handling their money? should you be taking his guidance on township financial decisions? Will my property taxes be going up soon due to bad business decisions and practices embraced by the trustees? Will our financial reserves be diminished? Neighborhood people I've discussed this with are shocked and foresee very concerning financial issues. You need to admit in full disclosure to the, the totality of this bad hiring process. I'm calling for you to immediately terminate, Mr. Ward, <coughs> and start an honest and open process to hire a qualified and competent administrator to manage the day-to-day affairs of our township. I want answers. What's this? What you should have done. I've done research.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else on the
0: list uh, for public comment. OK, Sheriff's report. Uh, I, I, let
4: me just speak. Mr. Abraham's walking out the door, so I guess he didn't want to hear the response to the questions he raised. But for the record, Mr. Bickford resigned, and there is it's, severance agreement with him and that is the township's official position Mr. Warwick is eminently qualified and I don't appreciate someone insulting one of our officials here in the township in a public meeting obviously members of the public are entitled to their opinions but if mr. Abraham wanted a true dialogue I don't think he would have walked out the door now I'm happy to speak with him later if he's interested in doing that off the record
0: thank you all right sheriff report Pensioning for Lieutenant <coughs> Smith, uh, Corporal Eric Kitt.
12: Good evening. I have no report. No report? Lieutenant Smith be back to work on Mon- Monday, June eighth.
0: Still in Florida, I guess?
9: Somewhere. You Good
0: stuck around you stuck around all that time. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Qu- and thank qu- you for the service you guys have been yeah. doing. Thank you. Great, yeah.
4: Great yeah. work. Just Quick question. I know there were some rumors of activity headed for the mall during the unrest downtown this weekend, but we haven't actually seen any criminal activity around the mall from that, have we? No, sir. That's good. No, oh, sir. You guys have been on alert there. I know, waiting in the parking lot and keeping yes. an eye on things. So thank you.
6: Yeah.
0: Out with the EMS and fire report. Assistant fire chief uh, Jerry Cooper. Cooper. Here, <coughs> um, Actually,
7: I'm going to keep this
8: short. I don't have a report. Tonight, um, we did our COVID report update on Tuesday morning. Pretty much status quo for probably the last time, Chief Penny. Uh, forwarded any information, so that's where we stand right now. So, unless you have any questions. About
7: Chief,
9: it. you had a uh, fire earlier today. I think uh, I saw a bunch of uh, your, your guys all left, and then Blue Ash came down. can we did right. at
7: about five o'clock. We had a, a <coughs> fire that
8: was confined to a bedroom over on Beach. Um, so uh, I apologize for my tardiness getting here. There were some issues that I had to remain uh, on the scene there, but uh, but yeah, there was nobody hurt. No, actually, no structural damage.
0: We got it. We got there quick and got it stopped. So, but um, yeah, that's about all I got. I'll keep, like I said, keep it short. Very good. Mr. Thank, Mr. You. Cooper, thank you. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Roads maintenance recreation report. Uh, our superintendent of the roads. Tracy Cullens. It's the only th- uh, couple things that I have since Tuesday. I uh, just want to report
3: document shredding is Saturday, June 20th, 10 to 2, and that will be here uh, in back parking lot. Other than that, we are moving uh, forward with the trash bash <coughs> in September. Uh, I have confirmed with uh, Rumpke and all of our other uh, contractors except for one who was supposed to get back with me so uh, those will be done in September I know I receive phone calls every week about when we're going to reschedule that so uh, citizens will be happy to hear that so the only other thing I have is uh, I want to bring up in the uh, recreation report I uh, believe you have before you a list of nominees for the park board (coughs) I want to bring that list to you for approval as miss kathy kugler j janice jr james c stanley christine early james t riley the third and lisa base hodge
9: motion to approve second
3: discussion
4: we I think we'd already discussed these candidates when Mr. Petty had yep. mentioned them before and I, I actually <laughs> thought we had already approved them and realized we hadn't and so I had asked Mr. Work about that and we made sure we got it on the agenda tonight. Some of those committee members are here. I know uh, Mr. Janice is here and Ms. Kugler is here. So uh, pleased you guys are willing to serve as well. Thank you. Hmm? Thank you. Well, we didn't vote yet. We have yeah. to do that. Yeah.
11: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Porter.
2: Mr. LaBarbera. aye mr. James aye mr. Weedman. aye
4: now congratulations that's all I
0: have sir okay planning wait
4: sorry you you know I always have something to say Tracy Tracy you may not have seen this yet but uh, as mr. Vorton was pointing out earlier today the governor announced that on June uh, June 10th playgrounds outdoors can open (coughs) Subject to whatever the order says, in case there are conditions in there, will you please get our playgrounds opened on June 10th? June 10th. Thank you.
0: <laughs> planning and zoning report, uh, our zoning administrator, planning and administrator, Skyler <coughs> yes, sir.
8: Uh, first item on the agenda is uh, 7300 Quail Hollow. Uh, it's, I believe it's supposed to be Drive. Um, I'm gonna show you guys a couple of pictures of, of the site this is uh, this is actually a redevelopment site there was a um, uh, there's a pre-existing single-family home uh, the owner of the property has demolished the um, the, the residential home there is planning on uh, building a, a newer larger home on the same site uh, unfortunately due to uh, due to you know personal logistics as well as I think some delays based on uh, you know weather and the covid pandemic uh, what we're dealing with right now is a uh, uh, is an open hole uh, from the um, uh, from both the excavation and then the uh, uh, the, the planned um, pouring of the of the new foundation so I, I have some pictures here to kind of show the site I know most of you have or maybe even all of you have been out to the site now uh. <coughs> let me see if I can Well, technology is going to get the better of me here. Hang on one second.
9: While you're doing that, uh, Skylar, I was out there uh, this afternoon (coughs) at 6 o'clock and met with Mr. Hart, who is, uh, so he must be to the south of that property. Yes. And um, uh, he tells me that this hole got dug originally, I think, in February. Is that correct?
14: Approximately. I'm I'm Jim Hart's neighbor. (coughs) Yeah. Okay,
9: you live in the White House on the corner? Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Would you mind coming up and giving us mm-hmm. a little uh, sure. background on this?
0: Sure. What's your name and address? <laughs>
9: I feel
6: like Johnny Real quick, if I may, <laughs> I'll,
8: I'll, I'll kind of elaborate on the on the basics. There, there is a there is an active building permit uh, and zoning permit on this site. Um, the, this hole has filled up numerous times. Uh, we've we've been working with the applicant, and their their contractor. Um, we've had several issues with um, you know, uh, them being responsive on on these issues on the site and actually um, uh, draining the the site. We're at this current time we're being told that their contractors will be out on site any day now, but they've been telling us that now for uh, for about three weeks.
9: I, so. I got to tell you, I'm this is the picture that I sent you, and I got to tell you. It's
8: actually, it's actually a picture I took. You is and that I right? Looking, so you and I were looking at you the and exact same thing. You and I the same exact the, the erosion
9: that the erosion that's taking place here. This getting lady's intense. getting ready to sell her house to another woman. Yep. Somebody's going to get be in trouble with this house because yep. there's way too much erosion for this. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, and, and this thing was full of a week water ago. not a week ago. Yes. Uh, the fence is The fence. Uh, a three year old could get past that fence. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a very dangerous situation, not just for the for the next door residents around there, but also for for kids to get into that uh, into that site and, completely. And, and this
8: is actually a uh, a replaced construction fence. This is actually better than Ugh. what has been there for the last
14: several months. Less, less, less bad.
8: Just for, less <laughs> bad. <laughs> less bad.
9: Right. just for the record, I walked around Just for the record, we walked
3: around, around the fence. So Any kid can get around it,
8: around it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, because there's actually no, no building here, uh, you know, there's really no setbacks or any issues uh, from, from a purely zoning standpoint to enforce. Uh, the, the township does, however, have our, our property maintenance code. And, uh, you know, my department has issued violations on this site uh, pertaining to, uh, you know, improper grading, um, you know, soil and erosion controls. And, you know, talking about the issue further with uh, Mr. Desai. Uh, we are actually going to follow up tomorrow morning uh, with uh, uh, sections 108 3 and five which are actually uh, emergency standards for um, <coughs> unsafe structures and um, we're, we're we're going out on a little bit of a limb but you know uh, the definition of a structure uh, you know we're saying that this is part of the uh, part of the foundation part of the part of the basement because it's already excavated for that um, uh, if if we do see any water filling up in there I'm I'm gonna go ahead and use my authority in the uh, that capacity as the uh, the property maintenance official to just just go out there and pump it ourselves I, I think there's <laughs> very limited liability there um, but we would need a motion from the trustees
7: um, to to file for an emergency action through the courts okay so. mr. Miller do you mind if I I'm sorry oh you, you wanted to make a comment <coughs> I just, I think mr. Miller did a very nice job of explaining it but I, I do want to walk through some of the uh, particulars of the legalities of how we have to do things but sorry sorry I didn't mean to interrupt
14: no oh, not at all do do what you need to do <coughs> uh, my name is Robert Sardarelli at 6930 Michael Drive just to the south of that and I I'm here basically um, with mr. Hart the, whom I believe you spoke to today mm-hmm. Um, my concern is strictly and it's already been mentioned is the danger the high risk with the essentially lack of fencing that's there for kids uh, pets actually that neighbor's house right there her dog fell into the hole when it was full of water the first time and sycamore fire came and got her out oh, the really? dog at about one thirty in the morning or something like that so there's already been an incident several uh two three months ago I want to say the house was demolished in October no digging was done until February and <coughs> it took them about three weeks to to get to this point and it was neat and clean but with all the rains the spring rains we've had you see the erosion there on the north end so there's there's a the danger standpoint there's the health standpoint I contacted Hamilton County uh, about uh, worrying about mosquitoes and and that kind of control they came and put anti-larval bricks in there in I want to say March I believe it was but the property's been drained a couple of times since then so Certainly that's gone then of course. There's the north uh, The north wall that you see there that's that's coming. <coughs> that's eroding away and then lastly there's the the issue with mr. Hart with what he sees there there's the erosion from the giant hill back onto his property uh, yeah. and the aesthetics and whatnot so that's basically the history
9: um i'd know. like to ask mr Desai if if it's possible that uh, under the emergency uh, uh under the emergency if we have the ability to get a uh, a bulldozer and pull all that, push all that dirt back in that hole no. i mean it's the only it's the only way to make that a safe site because anything short of that is trouble. And, and I'm really concerned for the lady of the North, who, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the erosion has taken place there. Now, with, all, with no water in there, it's even gonna be
14: more erosion. She has sold her home, apparently. <coughs> um, and I will say, I saw the property owner today at lunchtime as I was walking my dog, and he claims that the work is going to begin on Monday. So, we'll see. Yeah, there's no way that will be dry enough to, to, to do anything in there's there, no I don't way.
0: think. But. <clears throat> I remember looking at this months ago, and I thought they were going to take care of it at that time. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit, now it's gotten worse and worse, and then some yes. pictures we saw a couple yep. of weeks ago were, uh, and that's a lovely neighborhood, and you have to look at, uh, and we need to take care of this. I might add, these are pictures from today. These are today. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I was out there right after you, and Paul Schuyler was there. It looked like a deer had been wandering around down in there now, too. I'm sorry? There was a deer that had been wandering around in there, too. It looks like they were deer footprints. Oh, right. we oh yeah. There's a we we, we found, quite found quite a deer, few deer trail
8: on site today. Yeah. So. yeah. But, yeah, that poor lady next door.
0: <laughs> but he's always mm-hmm. been, I'm getting ready to do it. I'm getting ready to fix it. Well, I'm getting ready to do that tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we're this, this the is week.
8: this is the, the quintessential, you yeah. know, the checks in the mail. Um, I, I, again, it's no different than I, what
9: we experienced on Cougar Real, by the way. Yeah. With that with that yeah. house so we're getting ready to knock down. Okay, exactly. well we all agree there's a problem, we're I getting think. To it. And we're it's nine o'clock, it. what mm-hmm. can we do? Yeah. So so I would like to know, do we have the the ability to under emergency to get a bulldozer and push that dirt back in that hole? No. No?
8: Yeah. Okay. And, and we, we did discuss that this week. You know, how how far do our, our emergency uh powers extend? Um that was the reason that I'm recommending uh, a motion uh, to uh, to pursue an emergency action through the courts
7: yeah so mr miller and i laid out a game plan um first off um he is going to issue a notice of violation tomorrow that is different than the notice of violation that was issued previously in may this notice of violation is specifically going to follow uh Part 108 of our maintenance code, which is dangerous structure or premises. Premises being the key here. Um, And he is going to um, start that process rolling to get it teed up. Under the emergency (laughs) procedures, which are in Part 109, he has the ability, uh, based on the uh, interpretation we have, of the uh, project as he uh, explained to go in there under 109.2 which says notwithstanding other provisions of this code whenever in the opinion of the code official and if you will recall resolution 2011-109 was passed and it said anytime the maintenance code refers to code official it's zoning administrator and in the opinion of the code official there is imminent danger due to an unsafe condition the code official shall order the necessary work to be done, including the boarding up of openings to render such structure temporarily safe, whether or not the legal procedure herein described has been instituted, and shall cause such other action to be taken as the code official deems necessary to meet such emergency. So the it's a three, it's a three-tier plan. First, a new set of Uh, violations noticed under 108 which are dangerous structure or premises because we clearly have dangerous premises here under 109 uh, the ability to go in and um, uh, put up any fencing that would be necessary drain any water that would be necessary from uh, the hole Um, and number three as he has mentioned looking for a motion from the trustees we don't need it on the first two things i discussed that's within the authority of the zoning administrator but on the third piece looking for a motion from the trustees to authorize the law director to file uh, a uh, complaint and a motion for a temporary restraining order with the court next week uh, whereby the township is allowed to go in and fill the hole so again Under under 108, Mr. Miller is going to (coughs) issue violations for the dangerous uh, premises. Under 109, he's going to go in and immediately pump any water that may be there and uh, solidify the fencing. And number three, we need a motion from the trustees to allow me to go into uh, court to uh, uh, ask the court for an emergency order allowing us to fill the hole.
9: Okay, I'll make a motion that we uh, we authorize our law director to uh, file for a temporary restraining order to uh, to go into court and fill that hole.
7: Second. Well, second. And, and if I could ask you to add to that and address any other erosion issues. And address any other erosion issues. Second.
6: Okay.
4: Mm-hmm. okay. Question, if I may, as to this. Just looking further in here, the emergency repair section 109.4, is that something that can occur immediately, and is that limited to a structure or to the premises? Because could we put a <laughs> shoring wall in there, maybe?
7: Yeah, and y- and you've hit on the um, the concern. Um, the, I would feel more comfortable getting an order from the court. How
4: quickly do you anticipate that process to happen in the current environment? Um,
7: for things the, of this nature, I, the courts are still there. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, I would anticipate we would file something on Tuesday and I would ask the court uh, to have it teed up by Thursday so that we would have an order in hand at the end of the day Thursday or Friday morning.
4: That brings up another question then. We have the motion to proceed no matter what essentially as framed here. What if the contractor actually does start work Monday? we'd be voting to have you go to court anyway would we need to do that or should we include a contingency in our motion
7: i mean i'm going to be i'm going to be practical um you know by the grace of god i'm not lacking for any work so this is something i'm going to work on over the weekend and uh, i'd prefer not to if i didn't have to um but if we get to a point where the problem goes away it goes away and we're done
4: Okay, let let me suggest or move that we amend the motion before us then to include a contingency that if the planning and zoning director or township administrator informs you that the problem has gone away, you will put a hold on filing the motion. Or stop
7: wherever I'm at. Or stop where you are, Mm -hmm. yeah.
9: I'll I'll agree to amend my motion.
7: (coughs) (coughs) All right, so we have a motion on the floor uh, for the law director to seek an emergency order from the court. Uh, to fill the hole, address other erosion problems. With the caveat that if the township administrator or the zoning administrator inform the law director, it's no longer necessary. I'll stop. Correct. Okay. I think if
4: if necessary, <coughs> I second the amended motion. If that was so, so,
9: for discussion purposes, can I just suggest we have some kind of time limit on this because we've seen these in the township for yeah. a lot of years. Oh yeah, I'm going to get to it next week. Oh yeah, I got the crew coming in next week. Two months later, it's still nothing's done, and we still got an issue. So, um, I, I'm more. Uh, I mean, I, I think we have to. At some point, we got to say we've got oh, to yeah. just do this, and it doesn't really matter whether the guy says he's going to come to work tomorrow or not. Right. oh
4: yeah that, that's not what I meant <coughs> I just didn't want to leave an open-ended motion technically ordering mr. Desai to file it anyway if it's no longer needed. Gotcha. so
6: yeah
9: I just want I just want to be clear with that yeah. and, and I, I, I would, would be, say I know Skyler will be on yeah. top of so
8: it. so so my trigger for <coughs> for contacting mr. Desai will be when I see construction crews on site doing you know having substantial commencement of work
4: yeah 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 and, and I'm sorry I'm just thinking Stay like a lawyer to trying to site, dot on the eyes you know, here. form up the foundation yeah
0: yeah
7: <clears throat> and procedurally, I think Mr. Reven did the amended motion, so I still think we need a second. We yeah. do second. That
0: sort of yeah, no. yeah. So we would give him like thirty days to do this to get to get this going. You going to put a time frame? Right. I'm going to
7: ask for immediate relief. Immediate. Okay.
0: okay. We already have
8: active violations on the site based on <clears throat> based on other components of the property maintenance code.
0: Mr. Strider, uh, Mr. Did, did the health department? Has they been involved in this? haven't they come out to check this out
14: not to my knowledge it was the um, the, the folks that came and put the anti-larval in initially uh, and again I want to say in March was Hamilton County water and so and water. water yes yeah. but not <coughs> health department yeah. unless mr. Hart's contacted but I, I don't know that
2: mr. Labarber
8: Aye. Mr. James. Aye, Mr. Weedman. Hi. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Uh, the other item I have is the. You.
4: Uh, Did you have any other comments, Mr. Sorterelli? No,
14: that's okay. all. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.
9: Hopefully, we can get that resolved yeah. for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
8: And we will be. Uh, we will continue to reach out to, to Mr. Hart on uh, updates so that he can he can update the rest of the community.
14: Okay. Very good. Go Thank you. Mm-hmm. And and would Mr. Keis, the property owner, be in the mix? Being notified, or I'm uh, do you, is that the, to the, the north? Yeah, he's the owner. Yeah.
9: The, oh, 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 you the mean owner the owner the the hole? Oh, oh, they <laughs> <have> <laughs> <the whole. laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll we're, be we're,
8: we're in constant contact <coughs> <coughs> with him. Mm-hmm. Okay.
14: Yep. Excellent. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm. Thank
9: you. Thank you. Thank
8: you Take care. Have a good night. Okay. Uh, at uh, at Tuesday's meeting, uh, the, uh, township staff uh, was directed to uh, to provide the the trustees with resolution to proceed with. Uh, The master site plan for the Montgomery Road properties. Uh, Let's see here. Let me pull this up for you. Uh, Just very quickly before I read this uh, so, this is a breakdown of of the costs that uh, are associated with this proposal. the market analysis will be performed by market <coughs> matrix uh metrics llc uh that's total of nine thousand dollars uh the focus group meetings which are twelve hundred dollars each uh so there's there's three <coughs> focus group meetings followed by the the master uh, master plan charrette at 8 500. Um, after discussing this with uh, the township administrator we decided to, to round this up instead of instead of leaving it at twenty twenty one thousand one hundred dollars we were thinking there may be additional plan options um, you know something that we may request additionally of the uh, consultant so we've rounded this up to twenty five thousand dollars with the thirty nine hundred dollar contingency so the uh, the proposal um, actual costs are twenty one thousand one hundred dollars so any questions before I read this (coughs) <coughs> the,
4: the focus groups that we're envisioning in here, and I, I want there to be as much public input as possible here, and I know the plan is we'll, we'll be inviting some people to the focus groups, mm-hmm. but are we going to be excluding anyone who may want to observe or participate at that stage and letting them participate at the assurance? That's a question I ran for office on and just got elected on. Maybe one of the other trustees can answer that.
0: I also questioned that when I ran in 2017. So I think the acquisition
9: of these of these properties was in anticipation that that would be incorporated into the bigger piece so that we had the ability for uh, access management. That was what the original purpose of all of this was for. And uh, to take pressure off of the intersection of Kenwood and Montgomery Road, which we all know is the biggest probably the biggest problem we have from an access management standpoint. So this property was all... Uh, Assembled so that we had the ability, knowing that we would develop something on the on the property that wasn't used for access management. Certainly, um, <clears throat> originally, I think there was a discussion about um, when those houses became available on the south side of Orchard Lane, and the fact that that um, we I think we bought them for a pretty decent price. We bought those in anticipation that we may want to use that strip of those twelve or ch- houses on mm-hmm. the south side of Orchard Lane for some kind of transitional use in the event that we had something significant go onto the property on Montgomery Road. So in good planning always says you want to have a transitional use, you don't want to just stick. I mean, we, I, to be honest with you, we made a mistake when we did, um, uh, uh, what's the one uh, just south of that? Redstone. Redstone, where we approved the plan and the parking garage I mean, you can almost stand there and hand somebody a beer on their deck because it's so close. Mm-hmm. And that's really not good planning. And so the thought process was, if we had these houses that were available, that we would use that as a transitional use to uh, to get from single-family housing on the north part, north side of Orchard Lane, to the more intense use along Montgomery Road. So that that was the thought process when we bought them, and we bought them for a pretty reasonable price. That's why we bought. Them.
6: Would you sell <coughs> the what you paid for them? <coughs>
9: Um, I guess it depends on what the, what the Shred comes up with and to try to determine whether these are a value for a transitional use or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we originally bought them, bought them for, knowing that we were gonna put a, an access management plan through that property somehow, and the rest of it was gonna de- be developed into a more intense use. So that's the reason why we originally acquired. I mean, I'm, depending on what the Shred comes up with, we may very well be interested in doing that. Mm-hmm. But in way, we have to wait and see, go through this process first.
4: Yeah, part of why we want to do the process here, too, and, and thank you for the explanation, Tom, um, is that is basically prime property. I mean, it's one of the best properties in Hamilton County for something, and we want to make sure the right thing that fits our township is there. And that's why we want to go through this process, because we trustees aren't real estate developers. We don't know what the best use is, and we don't necessarily have the most original ideas for what could be there. So this is an opportunity for the public and developers and other interested parties to pitch their visions for what should be there. And they may be wildly competing ideas. There may be you know, a Disney-type <coughs> palace there or fancy apartments or offices or hotels or single-family homes or another gas station or a prettier Taco Bell, who knows. That's what this process is for—to get these ideas, so that we can decide what seems to be the best vision for it. Because, for better or for worse, we taxpayers ended up spending a lot of money assembling all these properties into a big parcel. So let's 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 do something good with
9: <coughs> it. I just might add that we used tax increment financing funds, so that didn't really come out of the general fund to buy any of these properties. I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken, they were all we they were all purchased with TIF, and so uh... Um, this has not, in any way. Um, Created a problem for our operating budget because th- those are restricted funds, and we were able to use TIF to buy the, to purchase those properties. So,
4: <coughs> and I wasn't suggesting it created a problem for taxpayer funds, but it was taxpayer funds used to purchase it out yes. of TIF Tax money. Funds. Yes. yes, 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 bucketed in a TIF. So anyway, thanks. to read. All right
8: uh resolution authorizing the administrator to enter into contracts for master site planning services from montgomery road properties project dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency
9: motion second second
0: mr any discussion let's move mr porter mr la barber aye mr james aye
2: mr weedman aye
8: Okay, uh that's actually all I have for um, uh for, for my section tonight. Well, uh, thank you for
4: your time. Thank you. Can can I just ask a question? I don't want to prolong this no, meeting. That's pleasure, but we had some discussion in the workshop the other day, I know, about the Myers Cooper project there, mm-hmm. Caddy Corner from Jewish Hospital, and I think there may have been some more communications afterward, have there, or
8: something else going on? Can you uh, there, update us? There there have been uh more communications with uh the uh, the project owner, uh site owner. Uh, we have seen improvements on the site their landscaper was out there uh i have been out to take pictures have not had an opportunity to speak to uh mr desai and uh mr Work about it in detail to determine um you know how close they are to to satisfactory compliance with uh with our conditions um well i won't I, put you on the spot then if you're not ready yet to no discuss that's fine that uh, but there there has been some movement on the site um uh, we have not issued any other permits uh, on on the site, and uh, at this time, we're still holding all those. Um, there there is one uh, other other tenant in there that could potentially receive a, a certificate of occupancy from Hamilton County Building Department. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen, <coughs> uh, but uh, a, as we're told by by the county, that's um, that's outside of our. Uh, control at this point in time. There are some discussions on on that front as well about um, you know our our contract with with Hamilton County mm-hmm. in that regard.
4: Okay. And for the public's reference if anyone didn't watch our workshop the other morning where we discussed this, the county got ahead of us. We attached some conditions for zoning. A prior board had approved <coughs> zoning for that project and put several conditions on it before anyone would occupy it and the county didn't wait for the township to issue a certificate indicating that those conditions had been complied with and they hadn't yet and so someone moved in because the county left them and so that's a bit at cross purposes with the purpose of putting conditions on these things and that's what this relates to so that's all still in the works
0: yes, sir Thank and you. some of the neighbors are still concerned about this uh law director uh deepak Desai nothing
7: to report sir
0: And our Administrator, uh, Greg Ward.
1: All I have is a large purchase order, which is uh, uh, for our audit that's uh, required by the state of Ohio. The uh, audit is running a little bit late because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, so they have started work on it. And so uh, uh, we did not uh, issue the PO at the time the contract was put in place. So I'm asking... For approval for this uh, purchase order for $13,750 payable to the Auditor of State.
9: Motion to approve.
0: Second. Discussion?
2: <coughs> Mr. Porter? Mr. Barber. Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman?
0: Aye. Fiscal Officer, Bob uh, Porter, report <coughs> communications. Uh, I have uh,
2: no communications tonight
0: trustee comments I,
2: I, I do have a few no. comments though. Um, as we just approved the audit I, I just wanted to point out uh, to address one of mr. Janice's comments about the forensic audit the township is the trustees aren't authorized to do a forensic audit and that was part of the point I made it I was trying to make in the uh, workshop uh, the only person that can do audit the township is the uh, uh, auditor of state, and uh, and they're going to do it. I'm sure they'll do a very thorough job, and I welcome their, their uh, audit, and I'm not afraid of anything, so that's <coughs> to address that aspect. The other thing is... Um, um, mr abramson did make some uh uh good comments i thought Uh, the hiring of the administrator was highly irregular i've been here for the hiring of approximately uh maybe nine administrators and they've always been brought in for interview with all the trustees uh they've been vetted they've been uh you know we've had numerous resumes that were reviewed got references none of that happened in the case of the hiring of this administrator um it happened with the hiring of schuyler which who i think is a a very good employee and uh but everyone was involved in the uh uh, review of res multiple resumes not just him there were multiple candidates and uh I think you made a good hire with uh, Skyler. Um, As uh, Jim LaBarbera has frequently mentioned, uh, he's uh, said that uh, we should have uh, performance reviews regularly of our employees, and I'd like to see you implement that. Uh, Another thing that uh, has always been done in the past is whenever we've hired uh, people of uh, you know, management-type positions uh, that they've been a probationary employee for approximately six months or so, and then um, and then reviewed and
6: um, you
2: know their performance analyzed. Um, I think that should be done in uh, the case with our recent hires. As I say, I think Skyler's done a good job, but I think he's. Uh, you know, should be uh, reviewed, and uh, uh, you know, I, I in fact, uh, urge you continue in his employment. Um, but I think that should apply to all our uh, senior management. Uh, as uh, Miss Little Barbara pointed out, we should review our employees and uh, um, put, you know, put those reviews in their uh, in their records.
9: Thank you
0: state
9: comments so So, um, I want to let everybody know that I've been working closely with some of the legislators regarding an amendment to SB 310 and I don't know if you know what SB 310 is but that is the that is the uh, bill that was passed in the Senate I think it went to the it may have gotten passed in the House today, it's going back to the Senate just for some uh, some uh, uh, minor changes but SB 310 um, is taking the first 350 million dollars from the federal government. The state is going to distribute uh, to the 88 different counties uh, using the 2019 local government fund formula. So um, <clears throat> there's been a move through uh, with a number of townships to put amendment together to SB 310, and um, I've been working with the legislators on that. And let me just read the synopsis quickly. Um, <clears throat> It authorizes municipalities and townships to temporarily divert payments in lieu of taxes the subdivision received from a tax increment financing project and use the diverted money to fund any public safety and road and bridge maintenance expenses that are not eligible to be funded with the Federal CARES Act funding. Expenses not directly related to the COVID-19 pandemic. Require subdivisions to reimburse those diverted TIF funds before the TIF expires, but only to the extent the subdivision receives federal funds that may be used to pay such expenses. So in other words, we would borrow money from our TIF fund to use it for public safety and for road expenses, and we would be able to use those restricted funds and only be obligated to pay them back to the, to the TIF prior to its ex- expiration if we receive funds from the federal government to do so, which allows us to use what we were just talking about, TIF funds and how they're restricted, would allow us to open up some of the restrictions on using some of those funds for something other than um, what, they're, what they're currently designated for now. Um, <clears throat> the diversion in the sub- subdivision's fiscal year ending in, the, in 2020 may be up to 25% of the balance on hand on the bill's effective date plus 25% of additional collections during that fiscal year. While the diversion fiscal year ending in 2021 may be up to 25% of the balance on hand on the first day of that fiscal year, plus 25% of additional collections during that fiscal year. So um, <clears throat> it is a push, um, some of you may know, I'm president of Hamkind Township Association and I've gotten a lot of uh, push from other townships to get this amendment through in the uh, state house and the state senate, uh, I'm told that the governor is willing to to sign it if uh, the house and the senate can come to an agreement of language. Um, I would suggest that we uh, we prepare a letter to our legislators in support of this amendment, as it would be a significant financial help to our township. So I, I trust you all would probably agree that that would uh, be this beneficial. Bill
0: yeah. is in was the, was the house
9: and uh, yeah. blessing in the senate
4: most likely but I'd like to read the bill first which house bill is it Uh,
9: so it's an amendment Um, I'm happy to to forward you a copy of the amendment Uh, um, the only other thing I have as you know the um, elective surgeries are back and picking up uh, picking up daily in uh, in Hamlin County the Hospital Blood Center is in need of all types of blood a B and O They're they're also continuing to seek plasma donations from people that have been confirmed to have had COVID-19 so they can harvest the antibodies for treatment of seriously ill patients with the virus. For those interested in helping, please call Hoxford Blood Center at 513-451-0910. And that's all I have this evening. Although I would like to, um, I see we have an executive session for the purposes of ongoing litigation. I would like to add to that uh, um, uh, an executive session for the purposes of personnel as well. And that's
4: all I have. Hello? Yeah, uh, a few things here. First of all, just a reminder to anyone in the public, if you haven't responded to the census yet, do that, please. It, it matters for us to get an accurate count for Sycamore Township, certainly, as to our population. Uh, ask your neighbors, hey, did you respond to the census yet? They may not have. The original deadline was pushed out a little, but many people still haven't responded. Uh, we have a pretty good response rate for Sycamore Township, but it's important to do that. To address some of the other comments here, though, um, Mr. Porter, you have your statutory duties as fiscal officer. You do a very nice job Mm -hmm. as to them, and you have your own domain there as to what you do as fiscal officer. Your responsibilities, including paying the township's bills, making sure the money is coming in and that it's accounted for and so forth, but frankly, you're incorrect to say trustees aren't authorized to do a forensic audit if they wanted to. We are responsible for setting the budget for the township and determining where the money goes and what the proper uses are for it. And if we want to look back at prior numbers independently of your office, we can certainly authorize that outside of your office. We just can't order you to do it. But we could certainly do that if we needed to. I'm not suggesting that needs to happen I, now, but we do have the authority to manage what the township I, does I suggest well.
2: you review the, the, the handbook. It clearly mm. says that you do want have
4: we don't have the power to order you to do it we could commission an well, outside we, audit we if we wish yeah it. but uh, but anyway the trustees are the ones with the ultimate responsibility as to where the money is supposed to go as opposed to how it is spent and dispensed well, which I, is your I, office i
2: agree. Yeah. I have no authority yeah. to, to raise any money or spend any money right. that's your prerogative yeah. and i and, I've, and, and i'm not criticizing for 30 years i've stayed out of your right. business that way
4: And and I'm not criticizing how you're running your office either, but I do want to make that point that if, if we trustees do want to take a look back, because I'm curious as to things that have happened in the past with township money and where some of it's gone and why some of it's gone to certain places and why suddenly more of it suddenly went to some places, and I may want to see an audit as to that if it's not clear from the township's records, and those would be things you don't even know about but the trustees may or it may be in the trustee records. So I wanted to make that point. Now there have been comments tonight from Mr. Abraham who was rather uh, (coughs) harsh and biting in his comments and dropped a packet here for us and then walked out the door before anyone could respond. I made some comments earlier about Mr. Warwick and I stand behind my confidence in him as township administrator as some of you here know uh, i ran for office on a platform of changing the culture in sycamore township as to how things were run mr bickford was administrator for quite some time and he was part of that culture mr bickford according to his severance agreement with the township resigned Uh, but i will tell you i had some conversations with mr bickford before taking office before i was in office uh, and before i was subject to public records laws and so forth as as a matter of fact too but one of the things i learned from mr bickford himself is that he was told by prior boards of trustees to cut out my colleague jim la from what was going on in the township and to not keep him informed as to things that were going in the township and to not invite him to planned events or to disinvite him from some of them and frankly that is inappropriate and why it is refreshing to have a sudden and and very different change in the township administrator mr warwick is very skilled at what he does he has come in in the past to townships hamilton township when change was necessary and accomplished it very ably he is digging into what has been going on in the past in sycamore township so that i can have an understanding of that and so that mr la can i will tell you that i have instructed mr warwick from the start before i ever thought it was a good idea to hire him that he should treat each of us three trustees equally the fact that the culture has changed and what what made the be the perceived majority here has changed doesn't mean mr weedman should be excluded from anything or from any information and i have told him that he should be kept in the loop as should mr la and as should i we should be treated equally his job is to administer the township on behalf of the taxpayers of the township and the voters of the township we are the board who oversees what he does but we hired him for that purpose Mm -hmm. and i have great confidence in him mr porter is correct however employees should be subject to review always not just after six months but all the time any township employee should be subject to review and if their performance is wanting (laughs) or failing then the township needs to be able to make a change and should make a change and that means the township shouldn't through its boards of trustees handicap future boards of trustees With contracts for township employees with golden handcuffs and golden parachutes in them which makes it incredibly expensive when a change does need to occur or does occur mr. Bickford did have one such contract and as mr. Abraham noted it was expensive when he left but it was always going to be expensive when he left whether it was now or later because of the way the contract (coughs) was worded and the buyouts required in it it's inappropriate to have contracts like that for Township employees because it makes it expensive and difficult to make a change when a review might show it's needed or some other thing shows it's needed or someone resigns I have made that point before I've discussed Mr Bickford's contract in particular before my plan is we're not doing contracts like that anymore (laughs) Mr Warwick Mm -hmm. doesn't have a contract like that if we do need to make a change we can make one but despite the, the muck that Mr. Abraham was spreading earlier, I have complete confidence in Mr. Warwick's good sense and financial <laughs> wherewithal, and I stand behind him. I, if, on the other hand, in some future review, I learn that's incorrect, I won't hesitate to make a change. But I, I thought it was important to make that point. So, And thank you for sitting there through all of that, Mr. Warwick. Those are my comments. Thank you.
0: Uh, I'll just add that Mr. Porter... When I became a trustee, I went back and looked at the performance reviews of uh, a number of our people who work in the township. Went through there, and it was seven years, was the closest one that I saw with a written performance, and many up to 17 years and longer. So I did make the, I did say, you know, let's Why get know written, written yeah, let's reviews on a yearly basis.
12: I think but a good but just so you
0: know, you've been yeah. around for 30 years in the township you stood by and let that go, but that, now we're, now we're, du- that's not my, that's not my duty.
13: No, it's not your that's duty. That's your
0: duty. But, I'm, but you didn't call it to anybody's attention. Well, I'm calling I mean, it to your attention yes. now. And it, and it will be taken care of. We'll, okay. we'll handle this the way we've handled other things in the township. Um, I also support Mr. Warwick 100%, and I thought that was, Mr., but you know, Mr., anybody can say whatever they want to say. You can say whatever you want to say, you know. I liked... The reference to American Pie, because it's one of my all-time favorite songs. It was the death of Buddy Holly, my all-time favorite singer, and Richie Valens and Big Bopper, and I did a whole half-hour special on that one, that one song. So that me, it meant a lot to me. So I appreciate her saying that. Okay, we need the oh, um, looking at the calendar, announcement changes, documents before, before
9: you go to that, can I just add one thing? Yeah. You know, Mr. James talks about the contract we had with Mr. Bickford. We entered into a contract with Mr. Bickford because we wanted to retain his services. We did not want to let him go. There were four ways he could leave. He could quit and we wouldn't owe him a penny. He could retire and we wouldn't owe him a penny. He could be he could be dismissed for for cause. We wouldn't owe him a penny. In this case, Mr. Bickford was was released, terminated, or however however Mr. James would like to put it. He was let go because with no cause and that was the only thing that would kick in that contract so when he tells you that it was at, the, at our fault that we entered into that contract we entered into that contract hoping that that guy would stay here and, and retire from sycamore township we didn't want him to leave that's why we entered into a contract with him and i might add that there uh of the uh of the 12 townships in sycamore township uh, in uh, hamlin county probably half of those half of those people have contracts just so you know so, and uh, the last thing I will add is that as of this year, under the formula that he was being paid, he would have been the lowest paid administrator in Hamilton County. So I will leave it at that. I just want to clarify that because oftentimes we hear Mr. James suggest that we entered into a bad deal. We entered into a great deal with, with, with Greg Bickford. He was, a, he was a great employee. He was our best employee. And for for him to suggest anything short of that is, um, uh, I want to correct the record. So I'm I'm all done with that. Uh, Then I
4: need to correct the record as well. I was not suggesting Mr. Bickford was not a very good employee for the township, but I stand by my other comments. And as to the contract, it in fact did require a buyout with retirement. If someone were fired for cause, as defined in the contract, correct, the buyout didn't have to happen. But the way cause was defined in the contract was so narrow and it gave a 30-day cure period for whatever the cause was that it was practically meaningless. So anyway, happy to discuss it outside of the <coughs> meeting with anyone who has questions or send me an email. But this has been a long meeting and we have more to do in executive session.
0: And that wasn't the only contract that was entered into that way with uh, uh, a perpetual contract that went on forever and never, never. and ever. Oh, and, and I'm sorry, I would I add I did...
4: I did review the other township administrator contracts from around the county, by the way, as well. And in fact, the severance periods were significantly shorter in almost every one of them. So thank you. May I comment on the
13: uh, non-agenda item about the session that Mr. <coughs>
4: We haven't moved to go I mean, into we executive gone session yet.
0: Yeah,
4: but th- thank you. But we have not moved to go into session yet.
0: So, um, I have that's all my comments. I mean, I think I okay. Announcement changes, document shredding for residents, as Mr. Cullum's noted, uh, June twentieth, ten a.m., two p.m., uh, parking lot behind the building here. And, uh, trash bash you mentioned coming up in September. We're getting more information on that as we move along our next trustee workshop meeting is on june 16th at nine o'clock and for other scheduled uh, items that we have in the township you can check our website and i move now to we need a motion to enter in a, a, into an executive session to discuss ongoing litigation as permitted by the ohio revised code section 121 22 g can we do we second talk, what's the the pro- protocol because he just mentioned personnel, so we can, we can we combine the two, or do we have to do those separate?
7: No, you can combine the two, but um, and I'm sure Mr. Weidman was going to be more specific when we got to the executive session part of the agenda, but we do want to state whether or not it's to consider the employment, discipline, compensation of a public employee or official.
9: Okay. So um, I would like to enter in for, uh, uh, for discipline of the public employee.
0: <clears throat> okay, so we're going to we're going to enter into the executive session to discuss ongoing litigation as permitted by the Ohio Revised Code Section one twenty one, twenty two. We're also going to discuss uh, personnel uh, dis- discipline.
7: Dis- uh, discipline of a public Pu- employee.
0: Discipline of a public employee. Second. Okay, and um, we have a second. Yeah, second and i would like to invite the following people to join the trustees in this executive session uh Rob porter vipot beside scott solman ray warwick tracy Kellens, Skylar miller and the trustees and we we need a vote and we're going to adjourn this part of our meeting we, we, we have to vote. vote on it first okay yeah. It. okay yeah M- mr LaBarbera. barbara hi mr james hi mr weedman hi Okay, in the time mark the time at uh 9:43 <clears throat> and we'll go on.
6: one
0: We're out of executive session, it is now ten
8: twenty-six.
0: 26
4: Mr. James? I have to remember the motion now. Okay. Uh, I move that we authorize. Do you guys
14: have the move to come back? Into oh, the, yes.
0: Oh, yeah. yes. Okay.
4: okay, move we return to regular session. 10-27. 2nd
0: twenty-seven. Second. we we're now. Coming back into our regular meeting schedule, leaving executive session. Have a motion? You have a motion and a second? Already. Yeah. Okay. All in favor? Aye. All in favor? Aye.
9: Aye. Okay. All
4: right, who wrote the motion now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. James, do you have the motion?
4: If, if I recall, uh, I move that we authorize, expending up to $5,000 to retain Geis Consulting. Consulting LTD to provide consulting services in relation to a potential TIF in the township. Okay, pending and pending litigation. S- for, for settlement of pending litigation. Second.
2: Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye.
9: Motion to adjourn. Thank
4: you, gentlemen. Second.
2: Adjourn. It's now
9: All in favor?
0: Aye. We're supposed Aye.
4: to vote on adjourning.
0: Motion to adjourn. So, Aye. <laughs>
6: Tracy, did I blind you? I'm sorry.